one and we are live welcome back to talk it up everybody today's guest here is tommy davis my brother how you doing i'm good how are you i didn't mess up your name i know you know it's a really you it's know, a really, uncom- tough name. really uncommon name um you know people like to spell it a when I think of Tommy, ways. did you know? You're, first of all, you're my only friend named Tommy. I want to point that out. Okay. Second of all, when I think of Tommy, I think of the Power Ranger. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that name was a more famous Tommy. Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. He's not more I, famous than Tommy. He's not from more Power famous, Rangers. but he's at least not in our era. Yeah. Well, Rugrats was our era too. Yeah. Well, I was um, proud to be a Green Ranger growing up. And we'll that's... take a poll, listeners. If you think Tommy was more Tommy from Power Rangers is more popular than Tommy from Rugrats, leave it in the comments. I think. I think. Tommy from Power Rangers win. I think I think you're right. And green was my favorite color growing up because of Tommy. But he was also Power the White Ranger. And I think he switched a few times. Yep. And he went evil and I still stuck by his side because his name was Tommy. Have you ever rewatched any of those old episodes as an adult? I well, I don't want to say I forced my kids. My kids got into Power Rangers and all the new stuff. And it's uh you know, it's kind of the same, really. <laughs> the, the cheesiness has not stopped at all. It was I remember rewatching the old ones. One of my friends, uh, Hector had one day, like, I don't know. It was like before the Amazon stick, there was like a way to get these episodes. I think he downloaded it from some BitTorrent site and then streamed it to the TV. And so we had the original season and we just wanted to watch the first ever season. Uh-huh. And you remember it a certain way, but you remember it different as an adult. Right. And right. here's what I remember. <laughs> it's like, clearly I didn't remember it as a kid, but like watching as an adult, I'm like, wait a minute. Tommy was told Tommy, Jesus Christ. Kimberly <laughs> was totally into Jason for like the first six episodes. Yeah. They were the love connection. Right. It was. And then all of a sudden Tommy shows up. Who was a bad guy at first? Yeah. He was like the green ranger that, that, uh, what was the girl, the evil girl? Um, Rita, Rita Repulsa. I'm nerding out right now. Dang. Rita Repulsa made him and turned him evil. Like they didn't make him took a part of his hair or something, turned him evil. He was the bad green ranger that fought them somehow gets out of the spell and ends up joining the power Rangers and Kimberly becomes all about Tommy. Like, like if, and they, the, you know, like in movies, they kind of make a reason, right? No reason. Just all of a sudden she's all up on Tommy and Jason just kind of moved on with his life. Yeah. And <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, what about Jason? Like, <laughs> well, yeah. no, as an adult, you start to understand that they're just like, you know, girls like bad guys, girls like bad boys, bad boys turn good, <laughs> bad boys turn even good. more than bad guys. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I can change him. I bet. Yeah, exactly. She's like, there's something wrong with him. Let me see if I can get him alone. <laughs> he looks like a wonderful project. <laughs> he has so many wounds and I have like a ton of gauze <laughs> and a ton of band-aids. Let me just, stab him <laughs> I can just fix them right up. It'll be my new Ken and I'll get to take all the credit. <laughs> the girls are going to be so mad at us. Yeah, he got, he, he was good again and she left him. I'm sure that's so. pretty much what it was, man. But I remember watching as an adult thinking like how jacked up is this girl right but as a kid i I didn't care right i was like you're like well she's gonna go for tommy like i I want to be tommy (laughs) because i really want kimberly right i want trainee what was the other one there's only two girls huh there's two girls yeah i always thought there's a third one yeah well i guess if you count billy you know (laughs) he's kind of he's kind of a girl yeah no billy's (laughs) definitely a girl and and what's funny is is that he's still like really involved with like the whole power ranger thing He's also an MMA fighter. Did you know that? Right, right, right. Yeah. He had a few MMA fights. So I feel like he's was, still uh, seeing David him Frank, back. something, Jason, David Frank or something. Yeah. Frank. I just, I just think dog. of blue. I just think of the blue power ranger and he keeps coming back. And, the right, blue, blue one. Am I wrong? Wait, I thought you were talking about Tommy. No, 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 no. Um, the blue one was Billy. Yeah. Billy. He's still involved. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I did not know no, that. Oh yeah. Tommy. Yeah. He is MMA and he is still involved as well. But What? Did you Sorry, silence I thought, it? I, I, I vibrated it you, and the chair just kept I vibrating. I thought you had one friend. I thought you had me and that's <laughs> it. Honestly, I, I do only have one friend, so it's probably spam. Oh, it's I'm, me. I, I was see, calling I didn't you. see you text Sorry, me. I'll, I'll so hang up. It was definitely spam. 
They're like, we're trying to reach you by your card's extended warranty. (laughs) Damn it. I thought you were my one friend. Right. It's, I see, I I now see a five, seven, five, two something number. As soon as I see the two something number, I don't know if it's the same for you. The two something number number, and it'll be different. It's like Clovis or Hobbs. And right away I'm like, nope. I get New Mexico numbers. That's how clever they are. They got our area codes. Yeah. And because of my job, like I answer them a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's, and every time I'm like, this is probably them. What if it's important answer and then it's some stupid thing? I hate having a job now that I have to answer every phone call. Yes, because ninety nine percent of them are dumb. And and they and the thing is, and I I know this is, I mean I don't know it's a fact because I haven't read, <laughs> I haven't read the facts on it. But if you start answering them, you get more of them. If you ignore them and don't that answer was my them, fear. They kind of die out. I swear. Yeah. Okay. I, swear. I believe you. I do believe you. Yeah. But I, I that was my fear answering them. It's like they're going to call me more now. I'm like, leave me a message and then we can talk. Yeah. Those messages are always <laughs> like blank though, or like. Right. Uh, and that's the how I know. End, like right. for whatever reason, because right. they heard the voice. I, I, who cares? Right. Those guys are stupid. Stop yeah. calling me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was going to say something though. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, I got one that was, and they actually started texting and calling my family, which was weird. And it says that there's a lawsuit against me oh, and that I need to respond or else someone like, they're going to like come arrest me. Yeah. Here's my social security number. And I write out, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, probably what they're trying to get at. <laughs> right off the bat. I was like, this is shady. I'm not doing that. And, uh, but when they started reaching out to my family, they were like, to the point where they told me, and I was like, it's a scam. They tried to get a hold of me to don't do it. And they're like, oh, okay. And then now they keep reaching out to him to the point where my family's like, hey, man, like, are you in any sort of like legal trouble? <laughs> and I'm like, now I have to convince them because they're older. They don't know like the way that we get tech a little bit more. I'm like, they're trying to scam you. Like, and they're like, this just seems legit. I'm like, that's a good scam. It would be a dumb scam if it seems stupid. Right. And so, but they've gotten so clever that like they're convincing older people like of all like how do they even get my family's numbers i don't get it and they ask them about me and they say that that i need to like give them some info so they can send me the papers and i'm like that's not how that works like i've seen enough movies to know they have to like serve you in person yeah so i have a crazy story about let's hear it. scammers if, if we're, Scammer. if we're did you get scammed scammers. no I, I didn't I, I didn't get scammed um i actually um i was working with um some clients in real estate okay and I got this long message from my client, like, Hey, there's this thing going on that, um, people are posting on Craigslist or on Facebook, um, and that they're renting out the house. And I know everybody sees these Craigslist postings for rentals and they're actually not rentals. They're listings. People are trying to sell their house, but you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody's been guilty of, of trying to call this number to rent this house and it's nothing or getting the long email of, of hi, my wife's critically ill in the hospital. I live on the East coast, send so me this your is money. Like a known Craigslist yeah. scam. Right. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a thing. And it's, I mean, it's been a thing for, for a long time as far as rentals I'm not on go. Craigslist a lot. I, I, I mean, now that I'm doing real estate, I hear about it a lot more. Yeah. So. Um, but, um, so anyways, yeah, she sends me, she sends me this long email about make sure nobody moves into our house. And this, and I'm like, man, what is she like? Like, it's okay. Like we, like, I got it. Don't worry. Like, yeah. I'll take care of you. Like, don't worry about it. The very next day, um, a friend of mine who's in, who's in real estate, um, kind of touches base with me like, Hey, how's everything going? And, and, um, and he lets me know that, um, one of his listings, he just got this weird feeling and drove by his listing that was under contract. It was mm-hmm. supposed to close in about two weeks from that point, And he drove by and there's people moving into it. And he, he's like, Hey, what's going on? And, um, they're like, well, we're from Minnesota and you know, we, you know, we saw this listing or this, you know, this rental and we gave $6,500 and, we lost touch with our landlord yesterday and he hasn't written us. We don't have the key. So we broke in the back window and, 
and this what? and that. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm listing this house for sale and you're going to have to move all your stuff out. So it was a family that had all their stuff moving into the house. So what was the scam? What did the family think? The scam was that they, um, somebody set up a rental on Craigslist that, that he's a landlord of that house, not knowing it was a listing for sale. I've heard sale. of this. I've heard of something similar to this. And so they thought they were just renting it out for a while. They thought they were going to rent out the house. It wasn't up for sale. That it was a rental. And they moved from like Michigan or somewhere up north. They moved oh. from like Michigan or something like that. And so they paid how much? He said they put down like around six grand or something like that. Oh. But uh, he's like, he's super nice. He, he helped them move all their stuff back out and took them out to dinner that night. That's nice. <laughs> I, feel I, like know I mean, he's still got to go back to Minnesota. He's not the bad guy. I thought but you he, were going to say like he like sold them a house or something. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> he found him another rental. He found him a one bedroom family of eight. <laughs> There's nothing to rent. The renting market's just as crazy as the, as the, what if he also scammed them? <laughs> he's like, I got this other place, man. Yeah. 6,500. I can get you in there. <laughs> yeah. It's his house. He's like, I know there's a cat that lives there, but I'll get it out. <laughs> he just sends him to an ex's house. Yeah. Pockets their money. Yeah. Never seen that guy in my life. He's like, damn it. How did this happen twice? I'm like, hold on. Let me get my notebook out. This is perfect. That's crazy. I know we're joking about it, but I've heard stories like that. And that must be like a terrible thing. Can you like uprooting your life like, like that? First of all, that person should be smarter, right? right. You should really check right. things out. Right. But also like, that's gotta be crazy, man. I'm sure that wife was mad at him. Oh yeah. Was there a wife? I didn't hear about super intricate details but yeah she was mad I she, bet. oh 100 percent. yeah no you know what she probably set it up it's probably her fault she scammed him <laughs> i said no no no, no, no that she's moved with him <laughs> yeah. she's like you know she 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 set it all up she got in trouble but she put, passed the blame on her husband so i saw one because I, I watch a lot of true crime like there's a there's a youtube uh page that i find and I, I think it's like a channel but i don't have cable so i just watch them on youtube it's like uh True or what is it called? Crime uh, daily, crime, scene? crime daily, something. Huh. Crime watch daily or something. Chris Hansen's on it, the Predator guy. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the, but he doesn't do Predator stuff anymore. He's like just uh, Karen was murdered inside of her house. And, yeah, but was she? Was she murdered? Was she? No. Find out. Like he's like, <laughs> whoa! What was the point of all that, yeah. Chris Hansen? <laughs> when do you pedof- have to stick around to see if she's actually murdered or not? When do the pedophiles get here? Yeah. The, every time we see Chris Hansen, <laughs> you just think of pedophiles. Yeah. Um, but it's like he's on there. This wasn't one of his, but there was one where it was a Craigslist thing where they would uh, send this lady. She would she would find her name was like, I, I wish I remember the screen name. Essentially, they thought they were dating this girl and she would give them her address. Uh, she would chat them up for a while. And then she'd say like, Hey, come over. She would call them. So they knew it was a real person. And then she would, they would come over and they would call her like, Hey, I'm here. Like thinking they're going to like get some or hook up or watch a movie, whatever they were. And she would, ha- and she would specifically target like really kind of nerdy people, mm-hmm. which not to be rude are probably the people that are on Craigslist anyways, looking for <laughs> girls. But I think she like asked for a picture. I'm like, hey, they're not all weird, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there's like one really chiseled, handsome yeah, guy. <laughs> there's one guy who has nice hair. He's you know about Thor? six feet Is that tall. You? <laughs> and uh, she would tell these people when they got there, they would call her and she would say, "Hey, um, I have an issue with my door. Just go around to the back. I'll let you in. I'll even leave it unlocked. Just walk in." And she, it turns out she had these guys with her, like three or four other gangsters. She's part of a gang, mm. and they were waiting, and they would get these people that walked in and they would get them and beat them up and mug them. Um, and I guess they just like, they would go city to city doing this. 
and they would get like four to five marks or whatever, like in a night. Yeah. And they would just move to a different city. Are they like killing these people or are they like taking well, their money? That's how it ends. That's why, how it ends oh, up okay. on there. They were taking their money, but then they end up killing a guy. It's like the last one. No, no, no. Like, no this isn't get, such a good idea, guys. No, no, no. It, they end up killing a guy and then it, like, it was weird because they end up like talking to a few of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then it turn, it starts off like from like robbing them. And then one of them like accidentally kills one guy because he's going to get away. Um, and he saw their face or something kills him. And then they get into the killing part, like to where they weren't even like trying to get money. They're like, this is fun. Oh, and then, so yeah. then they just start trying to kill people. And like one guy got away and like yeah. turned him in. Yeah. Oh, two guys got away. One guy got away <laughs> and was embarrassed. Oh, he was, he was embarrassed that he was going to meet a girl online and try, he, he didn't know they were trying to kill him. He thought <laughs> they were trying to rob him. Yeah. And so he didn't report it. And they, and I forgot the full story, but they end up using him to find the, like, people because oh, yeah. another guy gets away and it says this happened to him and he's like that happened to me yeah and then he sees the address he's like that was the same house yeah and then so he like turns them in because he saw their faces and that's how they catch him but yeah it turns out they like killed a bunch of people i hear stories like this and i'm like am i raising my kids right to not get on craigslist to date somebody and get caught in a trap like that wait are you raising your kids to get on craigslist <laughs> no to not ever get on craigslist but not so for that get, at least yeah right I think first of all, you get murdered doing anything. There's so many murder <laughs> right. stories, but I think like, uh, and I'm not a parent, but I would hope that you just teach children to like deal with certain situations instead of trying to put them in situations to avoid it. Right. Naturally there'll be some avoidance, right? Like don't send them to like a place that you know is dangerous. Right. But like in reality, like when it comes to that, I think I would just teach my child how to like be on Craigslist. Like, There's a section where it's, there's a lot of funky stuff going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Click on it if you want, but just know this is where all the crime happens. Right. And like, just kind of like give them the layer. You will line. get shot. It's like nothing. You will get murdered. And then I'll show them that episode of True Crime Daily. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. This this will be you. If you if go you to click this on, section. Yeah, if you yeah. click on the section. This There's no be. vagina in the section. Yeah. It's not real. It's this lady. Her name is Spida. Yeah, her name is Spida. Her and her four homies are going to murk you <laughs> once you walk in that back door. She does not look like that. But it made me think of that. I don't know how we got in this. Probably from scams. Yeah, from scams. From scams. People are clever. It always makes me think about how specifically like inmates, people have been to jail. Mm. You ever watch any shows about prisoners and stuff? I have. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like, and I know this will sound like uh like elementary, but if those people just applied themselves, some of the smartest people I've ever seen were like in prison. Right. And not that I've been they in take, prison. They take pride in sh- their street smarts. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are like, that is genius. Yeah. Like the way they did their crime or whatever they did. Right. Um, but just use it for bad right. stuff. I'm convinced. The cure for cancer is in prison somewhere. <laughs> right. No, definitely. I, no, I, I mean, seriously, the way, the way you're putting that is, is some, yeah. I've, I've definitely thought about that is I'm like, you know, you know, not only are these guys innovative, you know, and what and they creative. create, yeah, yeah, what they create and stuff in prison, but the crimes and stuff that led them up to prison, mm-hmm. it's like, you use that brain of yours to get you in here. You know what I mean? And now you're trying to use your brain to get back out, you know? Yeah. And it's some like of the them do and then they go right back in. Yeah. I see some where they like find some loophole and get out yeah. and then like doing Coke day three and the right back right, in. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. Like if you like, like if I were to met some of these people younger, because older people don't typically, there's a certain age where you just stop absorbing as much. Right. right. But when you're younger, you can kind of redo patterns and relearn things. Sometimes when I see some of these inmates and how clever and intelligent they are, I'm like, if I knew this person younger, I could like help, not just help them because some of them could help me. Right. right. I like, I could show this person that are severely like misusing their talents here. Yeah. And I think I could have been that kid when I look back at myself when I was young. Right. I could have very easily been like 
a world-class criminal. <laughs> like, and cause I was around some people that were crazy criminals yeah. and I was super smart. Mm. And so like, thank God I had some good friends and I gravitated towards them and I mimicked their behaviors instead. Yeah. But I could have easily just been one of these guys on one of these shows, I think. Yeah. I, I was probably like six years old and I had this thing with lighting everything on fire. I, had I was same, one of those. Dude, I was, we're about to like, yeah. we're about to have a pyro moment. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those. So, so I have a famous story that I'll tell you about fire, but I want to okay. hear yours. What? Okay. So me and I, I still remember his name to this day. His name was William. Tell me you didn't burn this guy, dude. <laughs> his name is William. No, he's still actually, I don't know if he's, I don't know. I'm not in touch with him. I don't wait. Did you burn this kid? No. Okay. I didn't light him right. on fire. Continue. So, continue. <laughs> um, I lived in Alamogordo. We lived in a trailer park. Okay. Um, in a section of the trailer park, there was a bunch of, Maybe like swamp coolers. Okay. I wish I know. I, I was sick. It was a bunch Sounds of stuff like that, a trailer had, park. that had a lot of swamp coolers, a lot of window coolers. Yeah. And like just like excess parts and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. on the, you know, in its own little lot and um, stuff that looked like it had like a lot of like fibers and stuff and we'd light it on fire. Right. Cause we thought it was do, cool. And do those kind of things burn quickly? They burn very quickly. Okay. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, they like were, a true pyro. So, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we roasted a few marshmallows. No. Um, but, um, so, so we would do that and light random stuff on fire, but never anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple weeks later, I go to his house and he's not allowed to play. I, I don't know if we went Wait, out. How old were you? Did you say I this was part? about six? Okay. Six or okay. Six, maybe I wasn't, I was, I think I was like six. And, um, I, I went to his house to play and he wasn't allowed. William was not allowed to play. I was and like, William. dang, what the, what happened to William? I, you know, he's my only friend. He has a Nintendo. You know what I mean? And I don't have a Nintendo and I want to go play, I want to go play Super game. Mario Bros. with him. <laughs> like, like, can William play? <laughs> no, but <laughs> let William play. No. Um, so, so anyways, like weeks later, he's able to play. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I lit one of those things on fire and like a, tr- a fire truck had to come and this and that. And Just and one? It, yeah. Like, and in my head, I was like, like oh, dang, like, that story. like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then I went over to his house. And his parents made a comment like, you guys don't go over there. Like, I know you light stuff on fire and almost lit the whole park on fire. And there was, you know, there was, and I went over there and there was like four of those, those big systems, the, I don't know. I think it was like some sort, of, some sort of cooler that has mm-hmm. all the fire, just completely black. Like that thing was going up quick. And, and so, yeah, so that kind of, that kind of cut out me playing with fire because of like, dang, I could legit like go to jail you know i was like the wait cops but you didn't do it he did it no i that's right but i kind of started because i brought the lighter you know and the first time we started lighting things on fire and i think i might have all right my story's gonna be way worse uh, than yours yeah no my, mine wasn't that bad i just i, I was I, thinking I think you I were learned, like burning stuff no I, yeah, but you were right. into it like yeah. kind of the fire because that's fire's beautiful like you ever go to a bonfire yeah like, so like there's a normal thing i think there but when i was a kid and i never thought about how i have actually had two incidences with fires growing up and mm-hmm. both of them were pretty bad and uh Three, one of them had nothing to do with me. Fire's a weird part of my life as I talk to you about this. <laughs> so growing up, I grew up in Louisiana in a trailer, like you said. Mm-hmm. Here's the first incident. I thought that I could refill my mom's lighter because they had Zippos. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of paraphernalia in this house. They weren't doing the best parenting thing. Um, and I thought as a kid, again, six, seven years old, that I would refill her lighter for her. I wanted to be nice. But it was a bit. I didn't get how lighter fluid worked. <laughs> and so I got the yellow. I'll never forget it. The refill yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And I just started pouring it where the screw at the bottom <laughs> of the bic was. Um, and so naturally it just falls yeah, everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not and going anywhere. It, that's not, it's how not going anywhere. <laughs> so I just start pouring it in my mom's room next to her oh, bed. No. And I'm like, oh, I get some on me. I'm going to flick it off. I'm just a kid, you know. 
And I start putting it and I'm like, she's going to like enjoy. She's going to fucking love me so much. I'm going to be your favorite child. Yeah. Because I refilled her lighter. Yeah. That didn't work. She smokes cigarettes all day. She'll be yeah. Good. So after, so now I'm covered in lighter fluid. So is the bed. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I better make sure I filled it up right. So I turn it over <laughs> and I light it and whoo, like the bed starts on fire. I freak out, even though I'm covered in lighter fluid, like I don't start on fire, which I could have looking back. Right. And so now I'm like, I lit the bed on fire. I start throwing pillows on it, which oh, makes the fire no. get larger. And then I go, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to leave. Oh, and so I leave because I'm just a kid. Yeah. And I walk outside and I see my brother and my sister playing with some neighbor kids. And I was like, oh, I'll just go to them. And so I go over to them and then we start uh, playing and I look <laughs> over my shoulder and my fucking house is on fire. Too. <laughs> like the, the whole trailer. So I'm like playing with rocks and I look over my shoulder and it's like, you see a, like a huge, like smoke cloud. And I, was just, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. Right now. It's just funny that you're just like, still like, like waiting for somebody else to look at it. You're like, that's literally right. how my mind works. Am I still the only one that sees this right now? Or? Well, at first I thought it would just go out. Yeah. Like literally my kid. And when I saw the fire, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I started playing like, and I'm like, Oh, Oh. And then I thought I should tell someone. Yeah. And then I go, Oh my God, our house is on fire. <laughs> Because my siblings are older and they go, what? And we run back and my parents, we get there or my mom and her boyfriend at the time, who was not very nice. They <laughs> apparently run to the back room, their beds on fire. They actually, so it wasn't the house that was on fire. The bed did go. Some of the house got it, but they put it out, but they were able there. It turns out in the trailer in their bedroom, not only could you walk in the room, there's also like a door to the outside. Okay. So they threw the bed out there mm. and they were pouring a bunch of water on it. The fire people came out. And I just remember being like, whoa, what are the fucking chances? Yeah, what happened? Did anybody see that? That's crazy. And then my mom's boyfriend, like, who lit the bed on fire? And yeah. it was clear. You could see the bed. You could see where the fire started. I'm not a fire expert. <laughs> but there was clear burn mark right in the middle, and it got less as it went out. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? My brother and my sister were like, Will was acting pretty weird when he came over. Like, <laughs> Yo, not only that, but I had, a, I had a shitty pair of underwear that was right next to it. <laughs> Like my Total DNA is on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they told, they told them what I had done and they knew like, cause I was, I'm sure like, it wasn't me. And I'm sure I had like black marks. I, I was probably covered in the lighter fluid. They could smell it. Yeah. And um, he wasn't a nice guy. He actually threw me on the bed. I'll never forget this from the top of the trailer. The burn the, bed. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he was like an alcoholic <laughs> drunk shit. asshole. Oh, that wasn't and funny. he was like, you fucking want to burn my shit. And he threw me from the trailer onto the burnt bed. Like we're all the, it was bad. And I fell in there and he was like, no, the kids were watching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my brothers and Jeez. sisters sure were. Um, and I went around and I, he, they clo I got locked out of the house for the day. That's how they did when we were kids. Yeah. Um, and so it complete accident, but not like, I don't know if there's a coincidence. Fast forward in life. We moved to El Paso. Oh, and, but so that trailer ends up burning down, by the way, that's how we end up homeless. Not because of me though. This is actually because of my brother. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Turns out we have a pyro in the family. Yeah. We have a pyro family. No, no. He actually microwaved a potato, but in foil. Cause they didn't teach us anything. And we used to make baked potatoes a lot. And so we didn't, they didn't teach us. You couldn't do that yeah. in the microwave. Yeah. Idiot. And so that's he true. ends up burning down the trailer. We end up homeless um, in Louisiana and we end up moving with my grandma in El Paso. And then, so what is that? Two fire instances so far. Literally the whole thing burnt down this time and we're literally homeless. It was scary. And not only, it's a weird feeling, even as a kid, I can imagine how my parents felt, but literally nothing. It's a weird feeling. Like our whole house burnt down. Right. And we're like, it wasn't like we packed up. We just had nothing. We had right. no money, no nothing. 
So we just, my grandma paid for a ticket. We hopped in a Greyhound bus. Yeah. Two day ride. We ended up in El Paso. Years later, about two, two and a half, maybe three years later, same thing. I get this great idea to play with this lighter outside and I end up burning my neighbor's tree down. And his name was Rainy. Poor guy. Was old man, lived next door, never came out of his house. He had one of those long trees, like pointy, mm. like a Christmas yeah, tree, yeah, like yeah. skinny. And it's the, it's the trees that people used to block out the neighbors. Yes, yeah. exactly what it was. And I was playing with the, just burning stuff. Mm. I wasn't trying to start a fire. I was burning a paper and putting it out. Mm. And then I went to burn it. It really got going. And then my mom called me. I got scared and threw it and it ended up burning this tree down. Same thing. Fire people had to come and put the tree out. And then my mom, that's when she was like, what? There's two, this is a third fire since you, <laughs> since you've been in our family, Will, even though I was in our family our whole lives. And so she was like starting since to play together. Since I introduced together. you to our family. And so like later on in life, I'm like, I did have a weird connection with fire, but also like kind of a coincidence and, and kind of cluelessness. Right. But yeah, I burnt down a bed, a tree, and my brother burnt down a home. But, but you had to use that against your brother, didn't you? You know, it wasn't tell, you know, what's funny is I don't. Like I forget that it was him. You're like, yeah so, yeah. so what? I burned down the bed. Like you burned down the whole house. Like what about it? You know, I forget that that was the reason. Do you want a baked potato? Kind of not anymore. <laughs> kind of never. <laughs> You're like, Thanks hey, for bringing up some hard shit, yeah. Tommy. Hey, hey, bro, can you go bake me a baked potato real quick? <laughs> in the microwave, right? Yeah, in the microwave. You have foil? I don't do it without foil. Yeah, I don't do it. That's not how I roll. Uh, but when you, when you brought up the fire thing, that's what it reminded me. That's crazy. Cause funny how this hat, we talked about this before we came in here. I'm like, when you're on the podcast, these ideas will pop up. Right. I'm just realizing, telling you the story, how much fire like played a role in my childhood. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that big of a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. And, and you know, sorry that I didn't create any destruction, but you were part of I it was though. Part of, I was you part of a fire truck getting called. I, th- I mean, you were, it turns that shows out you're, you how much trouble I haven't then, gotten into my And life. then your friend was also William. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that. I thought that was a cool part of the story. I was oh, like, these parallels. Oh, these yeah. parallels. I'm like, we got to talk about another William. Gonna be what, awesome. uh, did you grow up here in Las Cruces? Yeah, most of my life I did. Yeah. So, yeah, so my dad was, my dad was military. He was Air Force, born in California. Um, went to Georgia. Then he got out and uh, he was a canine cop. So he did, he did uh, canine, canine, canine stuff in, in the Air Force. Your dad he, was a canine and a cop, right? And then he, yeah, he was he was a canine, and he barked. <laughs> he he he, he he barked at people. He's very wolfy. Yeah, he's very wolf-like. wolfy. <laughs> yeah. um, so your dad was a police officer. Yeah. So so we went to Farmington, um, and I, all this happened. He was a police officer in Farmington, right? I would assume he came here because of the Holloman. You mentioned there, right? Right. Well, he's from Alamogordo. Okay. Gotcha. So so him Which going back to Farmington was like New Mexico, being closer to his family. Um, and I don't, I don't know how long he was in the academy or not the academy, how long he, he was a police officer for. But, um, anyways, all that happened by the time I was like five really? and then we're in Alamogordo until I was almost eight and then mm-hmm. I lost cruises. So. so you've been in New Mexico, New Mexico, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. yeah. I was, That's, I was a military brat for like three years. And then you ended up joining the military. Right. Do you think that was an obviously different branch? You did the Navy. Right. Was that inspired at all by your dad? No, I mean it. I always wonder, let me just re-ask the question then. What inspired you to join the Navy? Um, you know, what's funny is I was just telling my kids the story. I could be your um, kid too. Yeah. Would you like to be my father? Only if you let me burn down the house. <laughs> Start with the bed. <laughs> oh, I was going to. <laughs> and then bake me a potato. But only because I want to refill your lighter. It comes from love. <laughs> um, so, um, got into college. I was a music major. I was a vocal major in college. I did not know that either. Yeah, I was I was a vocal major in college and um, did two and a half years of that. 
and simultaneously I got into working at the movie theater okay. and helped open up Cineport 10, which I'm so proud of now. But really, um, I, I was there. I, I got hired basically to be one of the new employees at Cineport 10 okay. at a theater at the mall. And, um, and I was there for about three years, and I eventually got on probation at school because all my music friends were older than me mm-hmm. and they were successful and on the path of what they were doing, but they could party and they could still go to school and I couldn't mm-hmm. keep up with their, their habits. And so I just, you know, didn't do very good in school and eventually got on probation. So I was just working at the movie theater and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like academic probation? Academic probation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was no, acad- yeah, sure. yeah. No, that's, that's a good way to clarify. Yeah. I was academic probation. So I couldn't go back to school unless I paid thousands you know with three thousand dollars which at the time like three thousand dollars when you're nine or twenty twenty one yeah sounds, and then they make you like there's like a limit on classes or something there's like right. a certain it, it just sounds like you'll never do. be able to to get three thousand dollars that sounds like a you know what i mean gotcha so um i was at the movie theater and i loved it there like we always had we were such a tight-knit group of um co-workers we always we always partied like four nights a week mm-hmm. um we all got along like between the tell short 12 and the Cineport 10, the two theaters, you know, cause we were like our own separate work crews, but we'd mm-hmm. all get together and all party. Like we're all best friends. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm doing absolutely nothing with my life. You know, so I was like, with these I, I'm just, I'm, guys and girls. I'm having so much fun in my life. I need to become a man. No, <laughs> but no, but, um, but really, and it, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to mature up. I need, mm-hmm. I need some structure. I didn't have any structure. I was like, mom and dad will take care of it. You know what I mean? I mean, not so much that mom and dad will take, but I was just, you know, I just, I just felt like nothing could go wrong. And I, I was just, you know, making, yeah, you know, making 600 bucks a month and, and, you know, buying fast food. And I thought that was enough, you know what I mean? Can relate, man. But, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so that's why I joined, that's basically why I joined the Navy. And my dad did have a part in that. And I think he was kind of, um, he was kind of pushing me to be like, I told him about it initially. And then he was kind of pushing me like, Hey, let's do it. Like, if you're going to do mm-hmm. it. Let's go. Like I'm taking you there now kind of thing. And I was like, all right. So, so I got there and, and got in the program and, my, well, it worked out. You did how many years in the Navy? I did four years. I did my four years. I did my whole term. And um, my excuse was to get out and go back to school. Yeah. And I did that. And I was in so much, uh, so deep with my with my GPA. I did um, one and a half years. So I did three semesters. And I had mm-hmm. like a 3.8. Like it, sh- like it shows you like your maturity level, like after the material, you know, the military. And, yeah. and I was just so far back that the degree that I wanted, I was going to be there, you know eight years for a four year degree. And I was like, Nope. So, and then you ended up, cause you've done a bunch of stuff, man. You did bartending right. for a while. Was bartending you, became a manager. Where I was bartending and yep. then got a management position at rad. And, and I, the night scene wasn't for me. And I was like, how can I make money and be my own boss? And I got into real estate. So. And you're doing pretty good at that too. Yeah, yeah. And you sold us the house for people listening. This is yes. our real estate agent. So this amazing studio, you guys all watch talk it up podcast in is because this guy right yeah, here. And it's and this house is like perfect for you guys. And we looked at it's a amazing. bunch of houses. It wasn't like yeah. we kinda like right. hit you up and this happened. Right. Like we had been looking at houses for a year at oh, least. Right. Like before and then with obviously not entirely the whole year. There's a gap in between when we stopped looking, but um it was super helpful. We're we're so glad to get in here and now it just feels like our home. Right. It's so strange that we ever lived in the other place. Well, I'm sure it's different for her because it's our childhood home, but it's crazy that you guys moved here because coming into this house already had a homey feeling anyway. It did. And I go into houses and I'm like, dang, and people buy it and I'm like, dang, how are they gonna make that their home? You know, and mm-hmm. I think of that and I feel like coming into this, it, it already had like a a nice warm feeling. And I love I love having that inviting feeling when I'm looking at houses. And it's funny because Laura is a very um 
She's in touch with her she's feelings. She's in touch with her feelings. Yeah, she she's feels, uh, energies and yes. what, and that sounds silly. Someone that if someone like when you say someone's into energy, they always think of some like hippie voodoo lady. Uh, right, Laura. But, <laughs> kinda, <laughs> no, kinda. Kidding, if we want to make fun of no, her, no, we no, can no, do that. No, 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 no. But she's like, uh, she's really in tune with like uh, the way things feel, like emotion, the things that guys turn off because we don't want to really go there. Right. Like she's really in tune with that, which right. is why we balance each other very well. Definitely. Uh, but it did have like a homey vibe and it wasn't like, a, I thought about this once we moved in. What does that really mean to have a home vibe? And uh, I started thinking about, well, what's the opposite of a home vibe? And I thought about how some houses kind of feel like a facility. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then I thought, why would I hate that so much? And then I thought about some of the facilities I've been in. Yeah. I remember getting arrested as a child. <laughs> I literally been to juvenile jail. I've been to a group home. I've been to uh, a youth shelter. Mm-hmm. I've been to a rehab. I mean, I started right. thinking like the facility feel. And I'm like, that's why like, I hate it so much. And I'm not literally talking, but some homes are made out of brick mm. and brick is exactly what a lot of the facilities were made out of that I went to. So brick was a no-go for you. Um, not It wasn't so a no-go. Like I guess if you like dolled it up and I didn't know it was brick, it'd be cool. It wasn't like the, it was like the, the some places just feel like a facility and you'll know, you know what I mean yeah. because you've mm-hmm. showed houses. Some of them feel like it's like a business should be there, mm. um, but like it's slightly a home. Right. Like there's home stuff in it, like a kitchen ta- or counter <laughs> and a, a bathroom, a stove, but like- it feels like it, like it would be like converted into something. I don't know. I, I like this house because it did feel like a home. It felt like something you could put your own touch on. I feel like something that already had a bit of a touch on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I liked it. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. It was a fun experience. How I have a question for you mm-hmm. because maybe people listening are probably either recently bought a house because a lot of people have or considering it. What, what has it remained the same with COVID chilling out? So I feel like COVID is the reason for the spike. Am I wrong about that? COVID is the reason for the spike. And is it staying the same chilling out? What is it doing? The market's crazier now than it was when I sold you guys your house. <laughs> I kind of feel that way. Okay. So, so I'm right then. Yeah. Because I thought, so, which is why I asked you if it was because of COVID because COVID's kind of chilling out a bit, at least right. people's reactions right. to it. But I, I agree. It seems like it's kind of still going up. And so I'm like, oh, geez, maybe COVID, COVID, COVID started it, but it seems like something else is happening. Right. So as of now, I, th- I think the story all along is people are trying to take advantage of the interest rates. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever your your interest rates in the three percent, when normally it's in the four or five, you don't understand how big of a jump that is in your monthly payment. So people are getting more house. People are able to afford a a $300 house versus a $210,000 house because their interest rates two points lower than it would have been. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, I, that's, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting on why it initially picked up. And, um, so they dropped the interest rate so low and I can't give you the exact year, but it hasn't been, cause they got to like the two and a half, two, seven, five, which is crazy. Yeah. I, I think I had maybe one client that was in the twos. Um, but, um, which is insane. VA is different. VA. I've, I've had a few in, in the VA that they get in the twos, but, um, but so with the interest rates being so low, you know, it's been, you know, making everybody go crazy, want to buy a house. Um, and with COVID happening, they purposely dropped the interest rate to keep the market alive and going. So COVID is kind of what sparked this. So why would it be getting crazier? Because why do you think? Oh, now then, then why six are months people ago? still buying houses? Crazy, yeah. We're getting. I mean, it's, it's all people, over. It's all over the map, but it's it's a lot of people from out of state. People, a lot of people from California. A lot of people are trying to get out of California. I saw that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. Are, I heard the like 
Well, Phoenix, but Arizona in general is booming. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona's booming. Texas, New Mexico. A lot of states are booming, but a lot of out of towners, um, a lot of people are buying investment properties. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are buying vacation. You know, New Mexico or Las Cruces is, you know, we're getting all the Wisconsin people, Michigan people. You know, this is this is where the snowbirds come. You know, Arizona, New Mexico, where, you know, where, where all the snowbirds come. But I mean, that's, that's all the time anyway. And, you know, everybody's like, the market's going to crash. The market's going to crash in 2009. I've heard from, you know, I'm, I'm new into real estate. You know, I'm in my first year. Um, they're like in 2009, you know, whenever the market crashed, we didn't feel a whole lot of the effect on that. Like we were still kind of busy here in, in Las Cruces. Yeah. So, and, and that's just how our market, we're just such a fast growing us. And, you know, Re Rancho actually took number we, one in New Mexico, but we're number two. Are we still considered a retirement community? I think we're still considered. College town first and then retirement. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I always forget we're a bit of a college. Yeah, I do too. And and I hear it all the time. And it's and then you look at the numbers and you look at the people that come in for school. And you're like, okay, we are a college town. First. Some of the coolest people I've ever met were here just for school. And yeah. If you go to like any of those bars on university, like Bosque is a good one. Mm-hmm. I always meet, not just at Bosque, some in Dela Vegas. I always meet the coolest Middle Eastern dudes that are here yeah. for uh, like engineering yeah. school. Yes. And they have the coolest stories. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It's, you know, one of my like best memories ever, ever. First time I went to college, I talked about how I went to college twice earlier. First time <laughs> I went to college. Um, one of my best friends is like, Hey, I have some, I have some, you know, Middle Eastern buddies that, um, they want us to go smoke hookah. Cool. Let's go smoke hookah at their apartment. You know, you let's do go. It? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. And they, they had like six hookahs, like no big deal. They had you know what I mean? I thought like, you said a sex hookah. Yeah, a sex hookah. They had a yeah. sex hookah. Yeah, put one in there, but no. no, 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 no. They had like six. They had like six different. Was it wearing something that yeah. covered its hair? <laughs> no, exactly. Why is this? Hookah? I'm all. Why is this hookah so scandalous? <laughs> I was all. This is a naughty hookah. I literally thought you said a sex hookah. <laughs> no. What did like you say? Six. It's six Quant- quantity. Like they had. Well, wouldn't that be six hookahs? Six hookahs. Yeah. I heard you say hookah. I think I said hookah. Six hukai. <laughs> just kidding. This is some sort of dragon yeah, buzzy. Yeah, yeah. Hukai. They had six hukai. No, um, no, I'm just saying they had, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they had fucking, maybe that. So they were, they, they had, had a bunch of hookahs. They had their own hookah bar going yeah, on. Yeah, basically they had their own hookah bar. Like nothing big. It was just a couple of friends, right? You uh-huh. know, smoking hookah. And these dudes at midnight are going to town on some food, like cooking. And I'm all, okay, what's going on? And. You know, we're sitting there smoking hookah, drinking, chilling. Like you said, just some of the coolest, coolest stories, mm-hmm. coolest people. I'm a prince from this area. And it, you know, and like, it's like, I, I believe this shit up. they could be making it up, but they're, give me the story. <laughs> yeah. They're balling and their repercussions for not passing their classes are pretty bad. So it's oh, like, I'm they sure. better get there. You know what I mean? Yes. Just from what they said. But anyways, um, yeah, smoking hookah, chilling. And I'm like, man, this just smells so good. What's going on? Next thing I know, there's this gigantic thing of. Food. I don't. I mean, there's chicken. There's a. I don't know. It was a bunch of stuff. Rice. Just a bit on the floor. We all sit on the floor, and what are we doing? Because it's part of their culture. Is we're we're grabbing the food with our hands and and eating it with our hand. And we and we smoke hookah. We're drunk and had like one of the best meals of my entire life with my hands. Yeah, Middle Eastern food. I mean, I've been in the Middle East through the Navy and Middle. I love Middle Eastern food. Really? They just know how to use their spices. I was gonna say. I swear they they know how they know how to use their spices for sure. The ones that I met. Where, well, I met a few different groups of people, but this very specific one that came to mind was at Della Vegas and me and Stefan went out one night and it was a random night. It wasn't even like a night. You, it was like a Tuesday or something about to go up. 
on a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. We went to Della Vegas and we're around that fire they have on that back patio. And uh, one Middle Eastern guy was by himself. Mm. And you know me. I talk to everyone. I go, hey, man. Fuck you doing? <laughs> just like his big old beard. Yeah, He's yeah. like obviously Middle Eastern. Right. What are you doing, man? Just chilling in that corner. And he was like, he had a beer. He was a little bit tipsy. And he's like, oh, I'm just chilling in his accent or whatever. I don't want to do it or I'm going to get canceled. Right. Um, and I said, come over and chill with us. And he's like, cool. And he comes over and he's chilling with us. And then it, I thought I was trying to do something nice for him. I'm like, there's this dude chilling. He's bald by himself. He, he, we're here and people get racist. You know I mean, he can come chill with us. And, uh, but it turns out he was meeting his friends there. Mm. So it ended up being, <laughs> being a huge old for me and Stefan in like eight middle Eastern dudes That's awesome. and they were all around the fire. Yeah. And then, um, I, there's this one, he was like the, the, the chief, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how racist I can get here, but he was like the main dude of the middle Eastern group. And, uh, yeah, that, that he is spoke racist, the best English. It was pretty racist. No. He spoke the best English and he understood American culture the best. Some of the other ones did a little bit, and then there's like two or three that just had no idea, but you can tell they're really good at reading body language. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a genuine conversation about the Quran and about what he believes. And it ends up getting, long story short, we ended up getting into this argument, which is kind of funny because on the last podcast, me and Yemi brought up like uh, holding in your, your ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And this guy ends up telling me that in his culture that he believes that it's a sin to finish. <laughs> because and I, I said why and he said well because part of you you're giving it away and god created you and you deserve to give yourself fully back to god when you die and therefore when you finish you give part of yourself away what? and that's a sin i've never heard that that's awesome so so then do you see how like me uh, and like a guy yeah, like yeah, you yeah. as well i'm like wait what and then i started getting like, like i heard it's good for your prostate to ejaculate so and then, i'm trying well, to say i was like well, what about masturbation and yeah. then i was like you're giving part of you to like a sock or like a water <laughs> And then he goes, that's very, like I wash my socks. He go, like, he's like, that's very different, my friend. And, that's very, and I'm like, nah, man, you're just like, you're trying to find a way to get away with yeah. sin. <laughs> and his friends thought it was funny. Yeah. And so me and this chief start like argue. I feel bad calling him a chief. This main guy. Yeah. We're arguing about like, I thought that he was using ejaculation, like masturbating to get out of his own culture's thing of not having sex. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, you're cheating the rules here, man. And it became really funny. And then towards the end of the night, um, he goes, uh, he asked me if I want to smoke some tobacco with him. Mm-hmm. And I go, what is it? He had it in a pouch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd been drinking a lot. I kicked in. I'm like, yeah, I feel some tobacco. And I go, yeah, man, what is it? He goes, oh, it's straight from Afghan. And he has a bag with all these symbols on it. And I was like, uh, and then Stefan looks over at me like, don't so smoke poetic. that shit. And then I look at him and I go, Hey man, like, is it like tobacco? Yes. Yes. It's tobacco. <laughs> and I'm like, but like, is it like going to get you high? And he's like, well, it's tobacco. Like, <laughs> and I was like, is it drugs? I mean, you can say what you want. Like, you know what <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't smoke this with Dude, you guys. I'm on, I'm on for the ride. Please tell me you I did it. I was so, no, I did not. Uh, I was, so, cause I was in the middle of like, and I don't, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, if this right. thing remotely gets me high, it's a wrap on my night. And right. I was having a good night. Right. And so I was like, I ended up not smoking with them. And they all laughed whenever I was like, is this going to get me high? Like, ah, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be the butt of these guys jokes. <laughs> yeah. This guy already thinks you should hold your semen in. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm, we're arguing about all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah. I ended up not doing anything. Um, but just, it was one of those nights yeah. where we left again on Tuesday. There wasn't a big crowd. There wasn't live music. It was just me and Stefan that ran to a bunch of Middle Eastern guys. So cool. They never once made me feel bad. I, I'm not religious at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked them genuine questions about their religion and they never got offended that I asked. Mm-hmm. And they never asked me 
like what I thought of their thing or asked me what I believed in unless I wanted to talk. I end up telling them I don't really believe in anything, yeah. which allows me to like ask genuine questions and kind of like get into different religions. Yeah. Um, they never, it was never rude. There was never attention. I literally at one point asked them, Hey, do you guys feel nervous being on Americans? And like some of the other ones said yes, but the main guy was like, no, like that's why they're here with me. Yeah. Um, honestly in New Mexico, he was saying in New Mexico, people are very nice to him mm -hmm. and his people mm -hmm. um, and people from his background. Right. Um, but he did say like he has a friend in New York and it's a little mm -hmm. rough there. Uh, but he was saying that they come to school here for engineering because first of all, we're one of the best engineering schools, but also like, I guess it was nice to hear from another culture um, that we are pretty like open here. Right. There's some racist jokes. There's some race isms, mm -hmm. but compared to most places, we're pretty chill. Right. Yeah. According to these guys. No, definitely. And, and it's crazy that you bring up like how nice and genuine these people are because, you know, we kind of have the stigma from, you know, obviously, you know, the war in the middle East that, mm -hmm. you know, we've been there for forever now. And, um, when I was, when I was there, you know, I went to, um, Abu Dhabi, which am I in, you know, the middle of Afghanistan? No, but you know, I, I, I was in, I was in UAE, UFC. I was in UAE and, um, it's like an Ireland, right? Man. Yeah. It's, it's part, it's connected to the country, but they do have the most man-made islands in the world. But, um, but man, the people are just so extremely nice and, really? and so welcoming. Yeah. And I mean, I say that and then like a week later we're on our ship going back and we have one channel, um, on the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, we're in the middle of the ocean and, um, there's word that a mall that I was just at in Abu Dhabi that an American teacher got stabbed in the girl's bathroom. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I don't know what I'm laughing about, but I'm like, man, these people are so nice. And I don't know if it's a race. I don't but know. Think but. about it like this. Teachers get stabbed in bathrooms here in America. Yeah, no, Can that's true. Yeah. Some Middle Eastern dude was on his way back. And yeah. like, what? Some fucking teacher stabbed yeah. his kid in like Cleveland. Yeah. Like, yeah. That'd be like I'll the never same go thing. To Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I love how I give everyone a racist yeah. Indian yeah. accent, by the way. Yeah. I'm trying my best here to play this off. Uh, but that's kind of what happened with you. I right. think what it is, is, we don't know enough. Right. And you're right. Like it's like, these people are so nice. Right. And we talked about this on a previous podcast. Can you imagine who's the loudest voice over the last four years of Americans? It was Donald Trump. Can you imagine if everyone in the world, if they only saw America and Donald Trump, right. They would meet Americans and think that's who we were. Right. No, and that's so, so true. Yeah. If we don't want people to do that to us and we now know after having this president that we had, let's not turn around and do that to other people. I'm not saying that you did or they right. did or whatever, but it's kind of like that. I do it. People do it where we kind of like, uh, we would go Italian. We think pizza, we think meatballs, we think overweight people, we think cigars, like there's or whatever. This is just what I think. I can imagine right. what everyone else thought. Right. And so it's like, we, uh, if you're in Jersey, you think of the Guidos and the tan, the, whatever. Right. But it's like, we only know that. Like, but I guarantee you there's a guy in Italy that hates pizza. Right. Right. right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guarantee there's a guy in Italy that doesn't smoke at all and never has, or is super in shape Definitely. and, and not, you know what I mean? And so right. it's like, but we associate these mass things or these things that we think we know. And so it's like weird how, and we do that as a society, society with everything. Mm -hmm. Like if I met one, which not me personally, but had I met just one yoga person that was out of their mind, like all into it, it would be annoying to me. Yeah. But then I've met some really cool people that have done yoga. Laura does yoga. I've mm -hmm. been to yoga. It's very different. Right. Right. And so it's like, and you could t replace that with anything, mm -hmm. but you really, first impressions matter. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and so does like your interpretation of stuff. You really have, have you ever been told a movie sucked and then watched it? And you're like, I kind of like working it. at the movie theater. That happened to me. <laughs> Where like, oh, that movie sucks. And you watch it and you go, is it weird that I love this movie? This and the thing I, I'm a firm believer on expectations. I hate when people tell me a movie is great. Okay. Cause I 
I can't go into a movie thinking it's going to be bad. And then I leave thinking, dang, that movie is not as good as those people made it. I mean, there's time that the movie is great. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm one of those people, people like the movie sucked at going. I'm like, dang, the movie wasn't that bad. The movie's great. Dang, the movie was not that great. You know, I, I don't mind if people tell me it doesn't affect it, but I, I'll go into, I'll watch a movie that people said sucked if it piques my interest. Yeah. Um, and I'll go into it kind of free minded. What I hate is when a movie's, when you think it's going to be good because you yeah. watch a trailer and it's like epically bad or every good part was in the trailer and you're like, God damn it. Like they literally, the best parts of the movie were all in the trailer. There's no like exciting thing. Well, I hate movies. Like let that. me play off that. Right. Um, recently I was not, I, I love Disney. So do I, I love. It's a loaded statement though. Cause Disney owns ESPN saying love sports, man. No, nope. Disney owns a lot of stuff. I'm just trying so to get into like the cartoons. I'm getting like into Disney movies, Disney movies, Disney like Star cartoons. Wars. I do really, I do really like Star right. Wars. I'm not, I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I love Disney. So Cruella came out. I was not excited to watch Cruella. I was like, mm. like I was you didn't like, like the trailer. I don't want to take my, I was, I was okay. I'm not a huge Emma Stone fan. Okay. I'm just not like, I just don't get the whole, like, <laughs> like little stink face. She kind of looks like she smells like cat pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. Cause I like a lot of movies that she's in. And I don't, I definitely don't hate her. Like, you know, she's, anyway. I find myself liking her more recently, but I, I know what you mean. There's a time where I'm like, not a huge fan. But Cruella came out and we, we watched it the other night. And I was taken. It was, it was a great movie. You liked it? Yeah. I hope I don't ruin it for people by saying it's a great movie. Oh, if they're watching this, turn off. But I will say that my expectations were not high for it at all. And it, it had some content, took some turns that I wasn't expecting. And the overall product was amazing. I liked it for what it was. Right. If that makes sense. I liked it for a Disney movie, but I didn't like it for a movie movie. When someone asked me, Laura asked me what I rated it and I actually gave it a six, maybe a seven. Um, if, if, if it was a good day, I might've given it a seven, but my genuine response was a six, uh, because I'm not a Disney fan. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids. So this mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. Because for what it was, I get how it was a good movie, but I didn't like, there's a lot of cheesiness in there. Um, and there was a lot of whole, like, and the one thing I'll give the movie credit for this. And again, we're going to ruin this shit. So if you haven't yeah, seen it, turned off this, yeah. the scene where the Dalmatian kills your mom. I was like, Oh, this is what we're doing. Dalmatians kill my mom. We're going to go. With I that said whole thing. the same in the beginning. I said the I same so annoyed, thing. I'm glad I was they, they I saved was, it a bit. I was, I was right there with you. And I was like, this is dumb. I was like, let's turn this <laughs> off. I swear. I was right there with you. I promise. Yeah, I was I was like, this is so dumb. Like, okay. And here, is where I'm going to put a little twist on what you're saying about okay. it being cheesy. What I loved about her friends, the criminals. Okay. Is that they almost put a comedic whimsical twist to how they were always getting into things. Why were they and so they loyal to her? This was my gripe with the movie. Anyone who treats those guys the way she treated them when she became Cruella, you just, you wouldn't be that person's friend. And even when she was treating him so bad and he came in, and he's like, I don't know. Like I have a soft spot for you. And she's like, will you help me? Like she wasn't even nice. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. I was like, right. again, Disney works out perfect, but I'm like, no friend that was doing something. Cause they were helping her. Well, and she was being rude. And I'm like, no, that's okay. She's they, a rude, they would not be friends. And she was a biatch. But when it comes, <laughs> when it comes down to the beginning to the end, she was loyal to her friends. Was she though? I, I, all right. Here's how it works out is if the friends are also evil in the next movie. Right. Then I'll go like, okay, cool. But they seem like good people. I just love. She seemed like what used to be a good person who was becoming bad. And they seem like just good friends, good right. people. Right. No, I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. That's the only way I, I, I would I just be okay love with that. how all the crime they were committing was like 
not realistic. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I thought. That's what I was getting yeah. the whole cartoony vibe. But I like how they stuck to that. They're like, let's not make some things realistic. Like, let's have these guys hanging from, you know what I mean? From like from ropes and, and you know, I don't know. It was just some some random. It was things fun. That and yeah. I really liked what they did. Like the whole like I am the future face paint. There's some abstract mm, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for the especially for the time period. Yeah, and the setting. concert when she comes out. I love how they did a play on that. Right. Again, for a Disney movie, it was pretty cool. I'm just not a huge fan of that stuff. Okay, style well movie. let's hear a let's hear a nine plus for you. A nine plus? So yeah. I'm weird. Does it have to be a newer or older movie? Uh give me give me two or three of your of your nine. Your so I'll nine. give you let's go older real quick. Okay. So two of my favorite movies of all time. I love Fight Club. Okay. Um, because of the story. I really care about the way they put stories together. The acting was amazing with mm-hmm. Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. The other girl I can never remember. Edward her name. Norton's so underappreciated. Yes, agreed. Um and Boondock Saints was another one of my go to okay. movies. So I like the movies like that where the actors are good, but the story the, it just comes to life. Those are both two older movies. Right. But they're two of my all time favorite movies. I think I've seen both of those movies. I, I want to say hundreds, but if I'm being honest, like 50 times plus like yeah. each of them, yeah, uh, which is a lot. And uh, I'm trying to think of newer movies that I would, a nine plus, because it's very I know, rare it, to get it a is, 10. It is huh? hard be- yeah, it is hard because um, I feel like with newer movies and with social media, people mm-hmm. are so quick to, to put a stigma on everything. Yes. And so yeah. it, I feel like, I feel like you think older classic and newer movies, like, well, this is horrible for this reason. And that, I don't know. I, it I, depends what kind of movie watcher you are. I think exactly. And when, yeah. when you just describe your two movies, I'm like, dang, meanwhile, like as much as we get along, like I do, I was never a huge fan of Boondock Saints. Was it a good movie? Yeah, it was. It was a good movie. To me, it was amazing. You're right. Um, Fight Club. I'll agree with you. I think Fight Club's an amazing movie. Um, but you know, I'm like, I'm like on the comedic side, but I'm also, and a lot of people look at him as a one act actor kind of, but Leonardo DiCaprio. I think that guy's amazing in I, everything he does. Yeah, I think. Um, I think the Wolf of Wall Street was a ridiculous performance. It was so underrated too. People weren't talking about. It. We went to watch it one day when we saw it in the theaters, mm-hmm. and it was just because we liked Leo. Yeah, like, I didn't even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I watched that. Leo's in it, and it ended up being one of my favorite movies yeah. with him, and ends up winning a bunch of stuff. Right, but I, I think they severely like underpromoted that movie oh, for how awesome it was. Yeah. That and Inception, movie. I think, um, as far as Leo and movies the, go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a Leo movie I don't like. If I'm being right. honest, he he kills it. Yeah. It's crazy to think he didn't win an Oscar for I that. I think one. the one that he won the Oscar in is not my top Revenant. Five Leo. <laughs> never even movies. saw it. No, oh, <laughs> we're like gonna get busted. Uh, no, right okay. yeah, I never I, saw. I, it. I liked it, but like, I mean, I think he played a good role, but I think it was a guilt award. I think he's he. They knew they he, owed him. <laughs> he, I think he was owed five times over. Honestly, I mean, Shutter Island was good. Shutter Island was ridiculous. He was. Uh, even Gatsby, and I don't get into movies Great like Gatsby that. Is aw- I don't yeah. get into lovey dovey. You know what I hated about Great Gatsby, which is one of Laura's favorite movies, by the way, mm-hmm. because I love Leo so much. I actually can take the parts of the movie I like and just live with that. Mm-hmm. But I hate how he was about her, mm-hmm. and girls love how he was about her mm-hmm. because she. I know we're going to piss some people off right now. Yeah. She treated him like shit. Yeah, because he loved her, and she was like, I don't know. And she went off and had a, a life, right, with this guy, had a baby, mm. and then cheats on that guy pretty much with Gatsby, right? Yeah. People forget that. Right. They're like, oh, well, they love each other. She had a fucking husband and a kid at home and is off hanging out with Gatsby, right? right? And then when Gatsby's like, I love her, I'm willing to do anything for her, she's like, I don't know, I still love him. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, and I hated <laughs> the way she treated him. And then to the very, very end, the very end, when all, she ends up 
killing this fucking lady mm. who, by the way, is one of my favorite actresses that she killed. Uh, I forgot her name, but Sasha Barra Cohen's wife, the ninfo girl in American Wedding or Wedding Crashers. Um, Isla, Fi- Isla, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher is the one who plays the lady, right? So she runs her over. Gatsby <laughs> takes the blame for it and still loves her and protects her and stays at her house waiting. And she never shows up. And some dude kills him. And like the girls that watch the movie are like, oh my God, it's a love story. No, it's a story about a guy that loved a girl way too much. <laughs> yeah. She didn't love him that much. She wasn't very nice so to him. You can have all the money in the world and not, she not still the girl to love you. went back. She was an asshole to her husband and she was an asshole to him. And I didn't like her in the show. And so that's why, that's why the movie upsets me. <laughs> Dude, I think, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm all about Great Gatsby. I mean, his younger stuff too, Romeo and Juliet, me and my sister, and even Laura, you know, have, have always been all about it and love the love the artistic direction they took on that. And he's a good actor. Yeah, he killed it. But he's uh he's one of the he's it's better to pick an actor and actress that you like huh, as opposed to like a movie because like right. when you, when you ask right. me this whole time I've been trying to think of like nine pluses uh-huh. and I'll probably think of them all when we're not doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm having a hard time because I can pick a little bit. Some of my favorite movies are just favorite to me. Like I get that they're not like blockbustery major movies, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed them. I like the story ones. Um, the storyline matters a lot to me. Right. And then if you can relate like crash, I know that wasn't like a famous mm-hmm. one, uh, but that movie, I love that movie. Yeah. Just the diverse characters, the stories, the way they all kind of intertwined. If it's a movie that makes you want to watch it again to pick up on things you missed, that's my kind of movie. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I- yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, I feel like my my movie create creativeness isn't on that level. I'm like Dumb and Dumber is like one of my all time favorites. Do I think it's an? I don't think it's a. Yeah, I don't think it's a nine plus. I think. I mean, for comedy level, I think Dumb and Dumber is a staple. I think. What would be your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Dumb and Dumber. Really easy. Yeah, I'm not. And the thing is, I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. Oh, he's one of my favorites. I know. I, I love early Jim Carrey, and then he just watched like. He's a strange guy. Have you kept so, up with him at all? Not recently. He, um, After a scandal with his ex and she ended up committing suicide and blaming it on him. I was like, so he became weird after that, which yeah. by the way is a weird story. I don't, not a lot of people know that. Yeah. She killed herself and left a suicide note pretty much saying that it was his fault. Right. She, because and, she uh, got herpes. Is that what it was? That was one of the main reasons. I'm like, because all you got know, herpes, you killed yourself. But all I know, I think it was deeper than that. I think that it was, uh, she she had blamed him for stuff. All I know is he started acting weird. He stopped doing comedies and started being in a serious like role. Yeah. And uh, I saw an interview with him. He had really grown his beard out really big. And he was just awkward. And he was referring to himself as a character. And he was just saying, uh, I had fun as Jim Carrey. Like, he, it was weird. He was acting as if Jim Carrey was an actor. Right. And I'm like, damn, this suicide really like, right. like hit a toll on him. Yeah. And his daughter uh, is a really pretty girl. She was actually on American Idol and she's a I singer. Didn't know that. I didn't yeah. Know and that. I thought this is another, and I'm really into him. So I kind of follow this stuff. He had a daughter that was on American Idol and she, he could have like paid for all this stuff for her. But he, that's the kind of person that he is as a father is he wanted her to earn it and to like try to like get her name out there and grow her own popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pretty much had her audition for American Idol and she was good enough to make it and she didn't make it too far in the show. She made it like past the first few rounds. So she Mm -hmm. made it to where there's a live crowd and Mm -hmm. stuff um, and got cut. But I thought like, man, what a cool guy. But yeah, I think that suicide really messed with him because he started getting all spiritual. And when you see him in interviews to this day, he's kind of like wide eyed 
And he's like, well, we're all on this journey of life. And <laughs> that's kind of how he is. That was great. And uh, we all just want to be better people. <laughs> you say. <laughs> you say. On the mask. Like a glove. Yeah. Uh, but I love that guy. He, he remind, When I was a kid, I wanted to be just like him because his energy. And I grew Same. up in a really sad You want to imitate everything. Sorry. But no, 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 no. I, uh, I, exactly what it was. I, I really enjoyed the way his movies made me feel. There's a, there's a scene in Ace Ventura. The original one, not when nature calls a uh, uh, pet detective, mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking to the girl from Friends. She was also in Pet Detective, mm-hmm. uh, Co- Courtney Cox, that her name. Um, and he's telling this story, and the the scene gets really like emotional when he, he's telling a story about how a dog bit him when he's a kid. Do you remember the scene? <laughs> yes. He's like, yeah, and the dog came up on me, and in my dream, he just kept biting me, and biting me, <laughs> and then I woke up. And check this out. And he pulls his collar down. <laughs> and when she goes to look at it, he's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then and he goes, sorry. And she goes, it's okay. And like, the movie just continues. And as a kid, I thought that was so funny. I was like, what? Right. He was just so, so like, random. Why did he do that? And so I kind of act like that. Right. Like now. right, right, right. And Same. so I was like, right. I drew a lot of energy from him. I just liked the way he was. And as a kid who grew up in a bad home that didn't have a lot of joy, when I watched his movies, I was like, that's how I learned joy in a really bad home mm. where I didn't have a good role model. Not that Jim Carrey is the best role model. Right. But I remember watching his movies and thinking like, I'll do what he does because it brings me joy mm-hmm. to watch him act dumb. Maybe it'll bring someone else joy. Right. And that's how I learned joy in like a bad home. Yeah, no, that, I love that. And that's and, why I like Jim Carrey. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And that makes it, you know, what's funny is I think Jim Carrey is such a staple for, for, I mean, I want to say millennials like us growing up watching him and their movies. I don't think were made for us as kids. I mean, I know we're like this about the same age and in the nineties. Um, but we wanted to imitate everything he was doing, you know, and I feel like he's one of those people. And what did he do growing up to be a comedian? He would stare himself in the mirror and make himself laugh and, and you know, try to pull as many yeah. jokes as he could to himself. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's funny that, you know, you kind of mirror what he does. And that's probably why he's so animated in the face. Like yeah. he's very face animated. Um, but I actually learned that from him. Like the whole look at yourself in the mirror thing. Yeah. It's, um, do you, do you have anxiety at all? Or do you know anyone of yeah, those? Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. So I, I have really bad anxiety and it's a lot better as an adult. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think that the anxiety is the same. I'm, I'm just better at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But there was a thing where I would, uh, I would struggle a lot with, um, like being able to accept certain things and deal with it. Uh, and I was a little bit social awkward, which is kind of hard to tell because I do very well socially now. And um, I remember seeing this thing with him where he would do the the thing in the the mirror. And so I would, that's how I would make myself laugh. Also, when I was crying, when I used to cry, when something happened, like someone would pass away or something, I would go to the mirror. And look at yourself crying. And I looked so ridiculous, it would make me laugh. Right. And I, mean, would, I don't know if I would do that to laugh, but I used to go look at myself and like be like, you're so pathetic. Like, look really? at like, oh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how dark and deep I was getting, but I go look at myself in the mirror crying. I'm like, man, that's horrible. You should probably stop. Like, <laughs> you do look bad when you cry. Yeah. Not you. I've never seen yeah, you cry, yeah. but like in most general, people, yeah. it's weird if you're, if you look good crying, then like, that's not a good yeah. talent. Uh, but it would make me laugh because I look so ridiculous. When you cry, you kind of let go, which is good. I'm not telling anyone to not cry, but I would go to the mirror and look at myself cry and it would make me laugh. And I find joy in like a really, really dark moment. Mm-hmm. And so I used to do that a lot, but I learned that from Jim Carrey too. Yeah. But a lot of people that have anxiety, I was actually talking to a friend about this recently who struggles with eye contact. She, uh, she will talk to you kind of like this, like the way I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. to you now. And they kind of look up at you every and you'll now and get then. a quick like thing. Yeah. Um, but it's like very yeah. rare. Yeah. And uh, it's not just you, it's strangers, anyone uh, looking down a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was telling her like, 
I think she was trying to figure out why she does it, which is also probably a good sign. Anyone that says I do this thing, you're already in the right place. Right. Because most people that don't recover from stuff or change is because they don't even know it. Right. So the fact that she even knows it is a good sign, but she was essentially, I don't remember how it came up, but she was asking like, I don't know why I do this. And I said, I, I pretty much asked her like, well, a good test would be like, how do you react to yourself? Yeah. And so I don't, this is recently. So I don't know. Hopefully she'll get back to me and tell me how it went. Uh, but I was telling her like, next time you're in the mirror, try to have a conversation with yourself in the mirror. And if you can't hold it, eye contact with yourself and maybe there's something bigger going on. Right. And there's a way to work with that. If you can, then that might help you identify like maybe it's not you. Um, maybe it's the way you feel about other people, but I have a sneaky suspicion that it is, it is an issue to look at yourself. Yeah. I, th I think it will be hard for her. Right. I and, no, I agree. And I, also, do you think eye contact has anything to do with that voice in your head? I mean, what would be I know the that's, voice? I know that's kind of come up more recently and I've seen that and it's kind of true. Some people don't have that voice in their head. Um, that they can kind of talk to. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you can be like, is that a good idea? Like no. the inner dialogue? Like, no, Tommy, yeah. Don't, like don't Venom? Do yes, yes. <laughs> they have that Venom in their head. But Some people don't have that. They That's, don't have that Venom. It's insane. Like, because, I mean, I definitely do. Like, I have full-on, blown-on conversations about making good and bad with decisions. with Laura about. in my head. Yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah. full arguments. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm like a stupid, like, control like i'm gonna be ready yeah, for, yeah yeah and so i have a full argument and i picture what she would say and how, what i would respond by the way it never works out yeah, that way no of course not and then you remember always, everything after the you're like oh i should have said this but i'll have full-blown arguments with myself as her in my head mm -hmm. that's how stupid into yeah. i am with my inner dialogue yeah but i mean I, I don't know if the whole eye contact and being comfortable in front of people has anything to do with not having the inner dialogue because you can't be as direct maybe, or maybe they're almost too direct because they think, don't have the voice. There. I think, and I think this would be true of this person, but I don't know. This is all a guess. Mm. And the only reason I think I know is because I struggle with something similar. Mm. I think it's really difficult to look at yourself in the mirror because, and that's a phrase people say, mm. but when you look at yourself, it's like people don't treat others how they want to be treated. And so they feel really comfortable with the way they say and present things. Mm -hmm. But when you're forced to not only say it, but also receive it, it becomes different and I think it's uncomfortable. And I think if you can look at yourself in the mirror and have a conversation and it's uncomfortable, I think there's some growth there. Right. I think it means that there's something about yourself you're uncomfortable with because either you can't hear difficult things or maybe you're just weird at saying them because right. either way you're both ends of that. You're the speaker and the receiver. Right. Right. So something's off. But I, th if I had to guess for this person and for most people, it's that they don't feel comfortable with themselves, which is why if I don't feel comfortable with myself, I'm not not looking at you because I don't feel comfortable with you. It's because I don't feel comfortable with the way you'll receive me looking at you. Mm. And I know that mm. we're getting really psychological and weird. No, here, no, that makes but sense. But I think that's what it is. I think she is that's, nervous. That's that, like the people pleaser part of what you're saying. I feel yes. like you're, you're more so worried about how you're also your own worst you. enemy. Yes. Yeah. You're worried so much about stuff that you don't even give your opportunity to give a, a react like it, there, if you don't look someone in the eyes with a conversation or if you're having anxiety in a conversation, you're already setting yourself up to be the weird person in the conversation. Right. Instead of giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and feeling comfortable with yourself, mm -hmm. you at least give your chance to be someone that someone looks up to or admires. You also give a chance to be someone that's a douchebag and they hate, right? That's also an option. Yeah. But if you do none of that and just let your anxiety take over, 
You're just the anxiety person. Right. Or the person that was weird. And then maybe the other person goes like, what's wrong with me? Do they not like me? Do they hate me? They say something stupid with something on my face. Right. Like it leads them to worry about, it doesn't work out well for anyone is my point. Mm -hmm. So I'd almost prefer if this person just felt comfortable with themselves knowing that this other person, they could judge you. Maybe they think you're dumb. Maybe they think you're smart. Maybe they think you're stupid. Maybe they think you have the worst advice. Maybe they think your eyes are dumb. Maybe they think your head's weird shaped. Maybe they think you're the coolest person they ever met. Maybe they think you're the most beautiful person they've ever met. There's all these different things. You have to accept them all. If right. you're going to accept that they like you, you also have to accept right. that they hate you. Right. That's so true. And just kind of move on That's from it. That's a good way to put that. But yeah. you really have to like, and I care. I don't want to come off as somebody who doesn't care. I care about people. If you left here today and thought I was dumb, I would care a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like why? But it wouldn't ruin my day. Right. I, I would also like, I would try again. Like, I have a really healthy relationship with that. So you should care a little bit, but if it's impeding whole moments, like that's not a good thing. Right. What do you think? Elaborate on, on my feelings on the whole subject. Elaborado. Elaborado. Little elaborations. Some elaborado. <laughs> Tell me more this, about this wonderful thoughts. Will I, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like getting into this conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking deeply on, um, get deep, to get, get nice and deep, get it real deep on, um, understand me on, on the anxieties that I have. Do you have some anxiety? So tell me about yours because maybe it's a different version of mine. Um, so I have, I mean, I feel like a lot of my anxieties kind of, con- I mean, I think a lot of mine relies on stress. I think I have a lot of stress most anxiety, as far as, as far as over, me, overbooking myself. Give me a scenario that you would feel anxious. Um, singing on stage. Okay. But so, <laughs> so far pretty normal. Um, um, any sort of confrontation, any sort of, I am, I'm like the least men and females. Anybody. Okay. I'm not confrontational. Um, I'm one of the, I'm a people pleaser. Like you tell me something, I'll take it and I'll try to fix it. Like, yeah. And I'll just sit here and shake my head. And I've gotten in trouble so much in the past for being like, okay. See, I'm not like that at all. Okay. Like I'm not one that's like, well, you did this and this. It's like, okay, my bad. I'll fit, you know, like I'll, I'll work on it or, you know yeah. what I mean? And not just, not just with like girls, but just with anything in general. If it comes so to you don't work, like confrontation. I don't. Yeah. I think confrontation is a huge anxiety for me. Um, I think what's funny because I, I, I look at myself as very, um, you know, very out there and, um, you know, I can talk to people for days, but, um, speaking in front of groups and, um, having conversations with certain people give me some really deep, like anxieties. That, like, really? You they, do they, really they, well. They throw me into, I would never throw guess me into that. panic attack. I would never you know? guess that and, in a million years. And, um, so I know, and it's something I don't, I mean, cause it's, you know, I know some people high and then here's my thing too, is like, you know, I kind of, I feel like I underplay like some of my anxieties. I know people have like some more legit anxieties about stepping foot outside and you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, I don't want to compare to that because that seems no, more serious. That's different. Like agoraphobic. Right. Someone right. won't leave their home. Agoraph- yeah, exactly. You're allowed to use anxiety. It's like saying like hurt, like that hurt me. And then you're like, you see a guy that's missing two legs and two arms. You're like, you're still allowed to mention you're hurt around that person right. and understand they were hurt in a different way. Right. And so right, it's the right, same right, thing right. with anxiety. Right. Everything you're saying is anxiety for yeah. sure, but it doesn't take away from less or, or someone that has it more. It's just the reason why I ask is because I like to understand. Cause when people hear anxiety, they picture like a, a guy breathing in a bag. It's right. always like the, the mental picture. Exactly. But that's not what it is at all. And it's funny that you mentioned that you have anxiety during speaking. I would never guess cause you speak mm-hmm. so well in one-on-one situations, but also in group settings, 
Yeah, and and that has, I mean, that has a lot to do with who I'm around. And it's funny because everybody's like, you know, I, you know, I have these new friends and this and mm-hmm. that, and I get around these new people, and all of a sudden, people are like, "What's wrong with you? Like, you don't seem the same." You know what I mean? And yeah. I think, I think, I'm a very, like I said, I'm, I'm very out there, and I, I, I feel like I, I, I over talk sometimes, and I, and I, you know, I can say inappropriate things and this and that, and I think everybody finds it hilarious. But once you know me, I, I, if you don't really know me, it's like, I don't want to cross that boundary and, and not just like being inappropriate, but just talking and being loud and obnoxious in general. I, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm loud and obnoxious. Like get used to it. You know what I mean? I, so. I feel like I have the same, I think we're similar in that way because I'm also like the same person that feels like they talk too much. I all, I never want to overpower a crowd, but I enjoy talking in right. crowds. So I always get self-conscious. Like, am I like becoming the center like am i taking away from someone's thing right well any anytime i've worked anywhere they're like you are not who i thought you were gonna be like you know what i mean they're like you're probably like one of the funniest people i've ever met and and, and when i first met you i just thought you're just like this chill dude that you know it was kind of to himself and, and you know that's exactly who i like around new people i don't feel like i fully give myself to mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i don't want to I don't want to overstep and ruin people's image of me. And that's not necessarily the best thing to do. You know, you should, I feel like people, you know, it's like, I teach my kids, you should always be yourself no matter what. I think you should. I think you should also try to take an effort of the people in the room too. There's always, that's always a thing, right? Like you should try to be yourself, but look, myself might offend someone. And if I can catch on to that before my goal is always to not offend someone. Right. right? Exactly. So if I do just know my intention is not to, but if I can identify, I really offend this situation a lot then I can do some things to stop it. Not because I want to be a different guy, but because I don't want anyone offended. And so I'm like, all right, these are jokes for my friends, right? This is not a joke for a stranger. Mm -hmm. So I need to get to know this person and save this type of joke for when I really get to know them. And it kind of helps with boundaries and stuff, but it's, it's funny because we can relate on this level of like when you're the talkative person and you're the person that people that joke a lot, it comes from a wonderful place where we just want joy. Mm -hmm. We just want laughs. And the same way someone gets a high off of little drugs or being on your phone or getting likes on YouTube. If you're someone that's funny, you get a little bit of a high of someone laughing mm-hmm. or someone saying that guy's funny. That guy's hilarious. Oh my God. Tommy was the funniest guy at the party. I could not stop laughing. That makes you feel something. It releases some endorphins. It feels good. And so that's the intent, right. but there's also the same exact Tommy that goes to a party and maybe offended someone. Right. And they're like, Tommy was joking about, he said a gay slur twice <laughs> to his friend. Sorry, it, it maybe was funny in this yeah, situation, right, right, in this right. fake scenario we're bringing up. But yeah. what I'm saying is, and as someone who's funny, I relate to this. Maybe this person goes, Tommy is a homophobe or he's not funny or he's an asshole or I don't like him. Right? right. In reality, what I hope people do, specifically people that are easily offended, is look at intent. What was Tommy trying to do? Did he make me feel a certain way? Yes. Should I tell him about it? Maybe. So he doesn't do it again. But was he trying to be funny? Yes. That was very apparent because he wasn't doing that to me. He was doing that to his friend. I overheard it and I thought it was a little disrespectful. Mm. But it's very apparent that Tommy was not trying to offend me. He was being funny. And as someone who's funny, I hope people do this, but I also understand they probably won't. Right. Probably just going to offend them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I really hope that people that get offended a lot understand that like, I don't want to figure out why I don't, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I don't care. I really just want you to be able to approach me in an appropriate way and understand that I was trying to kid. I'll give you an example. If you, if I, if you offended me at a party, here's how I hope I'm going to approach you the way I hope someone would approach me. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tommy, 
hilarious, man. Just want to let you know you're like, I, I met you tonight. Super cool. Just want to let you know that you, a few of the things, if I'm being completely honest, they kind of offend me. This is what you said. And I, I know that you weren't trying, because this is the part where you start apologizing. Right. I'm so Dude, sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to offend I, I you in any Trust me, way. before you say anything, I already know. I already know that. Like, I, I could tell that your intent was to be funny, but it did offend me just so you know. And it, I, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, those kinds of things offend me. So I just want to let you know. Right. Like, isn't that easier for you to go like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, as opposed to like, you're a fucking asshole, Tommy, and I'm never <laughs> coming to your party again. And I'm telling all your friends what an asshole you are. What you just did would be the most ideal scenario. But it's not going to happen. Huh? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool though? <laughs> Let me live in my world, Tommy. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's so many, you know, what's funny is, is I got this a lot in high school and college. Um, Guys would come up to me, mainly guys. I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there right now. Yeah. Okay. Mostly guys. Hey, Tom, you're so hot. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, guys, guys would come up What's to me. What's that cologne or is that perfume? Yeah. You tell me, yeah. big boy. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys uh, know, would come up to you. I was about to go somewhere crazy with that. Okay. Don't um, joke. I know. Don't, we will cancel don't you. joke on the camera. There's 10 people from Turkey about to cancel <laughs> you right now. They cancel me. Bring it on. Um, guys would come up to me all the time. They'd be like, dude you are so funny, this and that. I'm like, you know, people that I kind of would get to know, they're like, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were the biggest douchebag. Like I, ne <laughs> I never knew you, but just seeing you at school or seeing you here, like I was like, dang, that guy's probably a douchebag, this and that, but dude, you're so cool and you're so funny and this and that. And I'm like, I mean, thanks, I yeah, guess, you know? It. And you know, the thing is like, I do like, I, I love everybody and I don't really feel like I have like any real enemies, but I you know, it was, it was a thing in like high school and college. You're like, man, I can't believe I didn't get to know you. Like you're cool and you're funny. And I just always looked at you and you're like, man, he's such a douchebag. And, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll be that. I guess it's a double compliment. <laughs> yeah. Is that at one point you were a douchebag to them and then you won them over. Yeah. And they're like, damn it. I can't believe I thought you were a douchebag. Yeah, it's like it. a double compliment. Yeah. You know, I think you're right. You worked twice as hard to make the same friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like just my life goal. Here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being an optimist, you say. I'm just trying to win everybody over. That's all. I think it's just growth too. You understand things when you're older that you don't understand when you're younger. And people are just so different. Going back to like the Middle Easterns at the bar, mm. I met so many different types of people that I I realized that like sometimes people just sound rude. I know some Korean people that sound like they're yelling at you at all times. Mm -hmm. Turns out that's just how they talk. Yeah. Everything's just a yell. Like, yeah. Get over here. Come over here. Come over here. You're my best friend ever. I love you. Like, it's just like all those are the same pace. And so it's like, if you'd never took the time to understand, you just see it like a really angry thing, you know, yeah. but culturally in life, like people are just meant to be understood. And when I don't understand, and it, I wasn't always this way. So I don't want people listening to be like, I, I remember a story. We didn't do that. Yeah. Probably there's tons of stories, but it, today, the will, you know, today I like the, the, the more I don't understand a person, the more I want to. Right. And so, I will literally go out to whether it's a bar party event. Uh, me and Laura will go do stuff and I'll meet someone and I'll slowly drift away. It could be Laura who I'm with you, Chris it could be like 10 close friends and there'll be some stranger that's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And I will spend all my time with that stranger. Yeah, that's weird. That is you. And Laura, yeah. That and Laura's like, babe, like we're all hanging out. And I'm like, but like, you're, no, you're one of those. You want to get to know. He's yeah. telling me about his corn farm and he lit his sister on fire and he regrets it. Like, and he can't pronounce S's. Like I, I really need to get to know this guy. Yeah. Like, and that's how my mind is. And like, and, and afterwards I'll be like, oh, I should have spent time with my friends. But I'm really intrigued by the unknown. And I mm -hmm. think that benefits life. I think it allows you to to know and understand people. And the more you can understand people, the more 
You're going to get places in life. These are job opportunities or friend opportunities. If you're single, these are relationship opportunities. Like the more you can understand, the more like knowledgeable and the more better decisions you make and the happier life will be. Yeah. At least that's no, my and I, and I love that you said that because that's one thing that I think, you know, I really look up to. And that fact is you are somebody who will always go um, to anybody. I mean, really, like you said, like almost a person you don't know. Yeah. And you will dig like recently at a birthday party for, you know, for my son. And I feel like, um, you know, one of my, one of my best friends was there, um, who lives in El Paso. And I feel like you guys talked like the entire time. <laughs> yeah. You know, he you was... know, what's funny. I never said, Hey, I'm Will. What's your name? Yeah. I, I might've said, I, because Will I, I'm horrible I introducing. So I definitely didn't introduce oh, you. you guys. I'm I sorry. Bad introducers. I'm, I'm, I'm... You know what? You are a douchebag, Tommy. Those guys <laughs> are right. I know I am. <laughs> it's fun hanging out. <laughs> It's uh he I think I may have said Will nice to meet you and maybe he gave me his name I'm not a name person but I do remember just kind of like that's how I can tell when I like someone though is I throw out a joke and, or something yeah and he it's like does he get it does he trying to figure me out and he he was just on it I think it was a basketball thing yeah and then all of a sudden it would just became natural yeah uh, but I would talk to anyone um and yeah in that situation like I think it just like he was super cool guy right and uh, but yeah it was never uh, I'm gonna I never tried. And it wasn't like an interest of mine. It was me being myself. And if he didn't like grab on, I probably would have just moved on to maybe it sounds bad. I maybe would have been like, all right, well maybe his wife's cool. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, for it sure. It turns out he was cool. And so was his wife. Right. But that's how, and if she wasn't cool, I'd be like, well, maybe her friend's cool. Like yeah. and I would just move down. It, it won't yeah. deter me. Yeah. I, I can take it. I could take it now. And I can also understand that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Right. Right. Some people right. don't even like tea. Right. You know what I mean? That so took me a like, long time to figure out. Yeah. That's that, that okay. That took me a long time to figure out. Yeah. And I was always like, I mean, everybody's got like, I'm the cooler, like I'm the best, like I'm funny, like you yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. I I can do this, Turns I can do that, and it's like people uh, literally just hate funny yeah. people, yeah, and no, so, like, yeah, and <laughs> I, like thing. you just said, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, like for sure, and it's like I understand that, but like we talked about earlier too, I try to appeal to everybody's, yeah, you know, anyways, but um, but going back to, um, your son's birthday, party? yeah, going back to the to the birthday party, and going back to you know him you know, coming back at you with, you know, you know, throwing out some wit and here, you know, some stuff, you know, I, f I feel like I've been on this, this mission since boot camp. Um, so I'm, I, I don't know if I'm taking some weird spot. Uh, I've been on this mission since boot camp about Go surrounding my, surrounding myself with positive people mm -hmm. and, um, people who you want to be around who, um, aren't necessarily going to push you to the next level, but definitely aren't going to bring you down. Okay. So, um, I just remember this story and you know, it's, it's probably something people have heard a million times, but it stuck. I mean, it stuck with me at that particular time in boot camp, And one of my, um, people would call them drill instructors and other uh, branches are called RDCs in the Navy. Um, he was talking about the guy. Um, once you get to your ship, there's going to be a guy who's chilling in his rack because he's in trouble kind of thing. What's a rack? Iraq is like a country bed. and Iraq, boobs. Yeah. Iraq is some double. No, Iraq is where you sleep is your bed. Like the rack, the rack. Sorry. I don't No, no, no. Sorry. Bed. That's why I I'm like still I, stuck in Navy. Do I, I don't still know say if the stuff? listeners will understand. Yeah. So you're in your bed. So, in, yeah. So he's just saying, you know, you're going to go to your, your ship. Like basically your, your office, your work, you're going to okay. go to your ship where you work, you know, boat. And there's going to be somebody in their in their rack and you are going to, um, you have two options. You can go hang out with that guy and see what's up, or you can be like, dude, that guy's probably in trouble. I should move on and, you know, figure out, you know, somebody who's going to make myself better. Basically. Like mm -hmm. you, you don't want to, you don't want to get into uh, the place where you're automatically putting yourself in position for somebody to downsize what's going on and to put negative thoughts in your head. 
kind of, you know, that's where he went with that. So, so after that, that struck me, you know, hard. Cause before I, I mean, of course I had my friends and I like, but I still surrounded myself with even people that weren't good for me per se, mm-hmm. but, um, people like you, you know, people like, like my buddy Marky that we're just talking about, um, you know, people who really, um, who are uplifting and positive energy and I'm not as much an energy as, you know, as, as, as Laura. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge thing on picking up on energy, Yeah, you know, and, 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 and moving forward and positive. So, I mean, I guess just where I was going with that was like, it, it was a no brainer that you guys were going to, you know, you're going to hit it off and that everything was going to be cool. I mean, you're that person that could hit it off with anybody anyway, but yeah. Um, yeah. You have to try really hard. I think that's a lesson I teach my friends and kids and everybody's like surround yourself with, with, with positive with people. Positive people. And it's weird because like positive, it sounds like just this happy person, but I right, think it definitely doesn't happen. I think positive is just someone who sees the best in things. Yes. Like you could, but what you don't want is a friend that can't de- deal with negativity. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if someone's like fighting, like if someone's trying to beat you up, you don't want the friend that's like, I, I don't do this. Right. Right. Not, I don't do not negative. I don't do negative. <laughs> I'm gone. You want to go like, what? <laughs> yeah. You no. just got negative abandoning me. here, yeah. And so it's a balance of like seeing the best in things. Hey, I, I don't want to hurt anyone, but this is my friend. You're acting crazy. And if you keep acting crazy, I'm going to have to fight you with him. <laughs> I'm here. I got you. Right. Like, so it's like a balance of that. It's it, when people think positivity, they always think like just wonderful things. But the reality of it is, is you can be a friend that's just able to deal with negative and not just feed into it. We all have that one friend. And it, it's funny because it's almost like they don't even know they're negative. Right. Have you ever asked someone for advice and they gas you up? And there's a thing that friends do. I promised myself I would never be this friend mm-hmm. because there's a thing that friends do where no matter what the person did, they're right. And, and everyone else is stupid. Like if you came to me and said, uh, I'm dating this girl, we'll give her a fake name. Um, Samantha. Samantha. No, cause there's a real Samantha out there. Oh, Samantha. I did it as Samantha. We, oh, can't, yeah. nope. we can't use X's. Nope. We'll give her an obviously fake name. Like, uh, like garage Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see pineapple express? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> garage Lee. So you're dating garage Lee and you come up to me and you say, Hey, will she's, she's just acting stupid and she she's telling me that like uh, I don't make enough money at work and uh, I leave my stuff out and at this point she's just nagging me Mm -hmm. most people would want their friend to go like well screw her or most people actually do this screw her man she's always trying to tell you what to do dude that's why I'm glad you came here you could talk to me about anything man Mm -hmm. and then that's what happens and they go yeah "Yeah." and it just furthers your own friend's idea that this person is an issue Mm -hmm. instead you come to me and you go hey garage league blah 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 is doing all this crazy stuff and I go, hey, man, we're like, do you leave your stuff out? Because I leave my stuff out. So I get it. Like, we're guys, right? right. But I know for a fact that women hate when you leave your stuff out. Yeah. Like, if you try just putting it away because you, you love her. your expectations. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man, you love this girl. The least you can do for her is put your stuff away. I think that's fair. Right. That's a real advice, man. Right. And I think that that's a friend. Mm-hmm. That's being positive. Right. Even though it's against what you just came to me and said. Mm-hmm. I'm really just looking out for your relationship with Garage Lee. Mm-hmm. And I just want you guys to be happy together. And that's it. Right. And I think friends need to stop doing the thing where we just agree and gas them up. Yeah. Screw her, man. Because here's what happens most times is the guy goes, screw her. She's dumb. And then <laughs> that guy goes home with her. Yeah. I'm like, she's going home with her tonight. They're going to get to bed together. And you're going to be the friend that was talking shit because he's going to go back with her. Right. He's just venting. That's what people do. People right. vent. And so it doesn't necessarily mean you trash the girl she's he's with. Yeah. So I don't know if girls do that too. Probably, but I know guys do it. And I, I think we should stop that. I feel like m- more mature girls as far as age wise, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to categorize, but I feel like the older you get, 
the more questions. Well, are you doing that? Well, it's not like so much. Screw- I feel like more of the younger is like, no, screw that guy. You could do better this and that. You know yeah. what I mean? But I feel like as you get older, you're like, well, I wait, see what you're well saying. wait a second. Yeah. Are you doing this? Like, are you not? I you think know? everyone should always ask themselves. If someone tells me right now, I guess I was about to go something obviously wrong, but if someone right now told me or a friend told me, Hey, this person thinks that you're uh, too animated. Um, I wouldn't go like, well, screw him. Yeah. I only hang around positive people. Yeah. I would be like, wait, am I? Yeah. Let's start off with that. Am I, let's find the facts first, regardless of emotion. Am, you know what I am this whole podcast. I move my hands around. I do it all the time. Yeah. One of the things that people tell me all the time, like, will you tell stories with your hands? Yeah. It's how I roll. Yeah. Like a power ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. Let's go guys. Remember they used to always do that. Yeah. That's how I am. So I would go, okay, I do. I would start off there. I wouldn't just immediately jump to the other one. I am animated. All right. Now I'd move on to step two. Is this that big of an issue? Maybe that I hit him with one of my motions. Okay. Right. Probably not. Yeah. Like he's just annoyed with my animation. Okay. Well, he's not hanging out with me, but I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't go around talking shit about him. This person, I would just say, you know what? I would, that's how my mind would go. I know I'm animated. I'm okay with it. You don't like it. I guess you're not hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. Like that would be my, my thing. And I wouldn't go telling people that guy's an asshole. No, I'd go. He doesn't like animated people. I'm animated. Makes sense. He doesn't want to hang out with me. Yeah. That's how I would approach it. As yeah. opposed to that guy's stupid and right. thinks that I'm stupid. So he's stupid. Yeah. And screw stupid conversation. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do that. I was like, no, he just doesn't like my, my, I get it. I'm not his cup of tea. Yeah. Move on. There's tons of people in the world that want animated people. Yeah. We're doing it at the end for once so people don't get mad. Let's talk about sports real quick because you ended up bringing up that the Bucks won. Yeah. Uh, what was the score? 86-83. Which is crazy. So I'm going to have to really watch that because that game was happening as a recording. This will come out on a Tuesday. So when the people are watching, they will have already played it another time, maybe right. even twice. Um, but as of right now, let's get a little bit into the series. Utah Jazz, LA Clippers. They're playing right now as we speak. Um, and they are up 1-0. And uh, I I'll have wait, to admit, wait till the end. yeah, don't look, I have to admit again, when this comes out, this game yeah. will have already happened. So, right. and I made, so I made picks with Nick Clark here on our podcast episode. I picked the Clippers to make it to the finals and I picked them to play the Brooklyn Nets and I actually picked them to win. And uh, he picked the jazz. So right now, one of us is wrong after this series. Well, I picked the jazz because I'm one of like two jazz fans in Las Cruces. So you picked the jazz because you're a jazz fan, but the Jazz were the number one team in the entire NBA. I'm also point picking them. I I I want them to win, so I'm going to say Jazz win. But I'm putting Brooklyn Nets are representing the East. Um, you think so? It's a lot of talent. I, I I think it falls apart in the end. I think they look so good right now. I hope so. Um, and they're missing James Harden, so it gets. I could be completely wrong, but I I I don't think that a, those stars all come together and do it the first year. They're so talented that maybe they proved me wrong. Um, But I think uh, let's kind of break down the jazz series real quick. And we won't go too crazy into sports, but just a little bit on this one series, Um, the Utah jazz versus the LA Clippers. I think that Donovan Mitchell is a star. I think Donovan Mitchell was a star last year when he went against Jamal Murray and they battled it out. I think Donovan Mitchell has looked like a star since his rookie year and just is now getting to the place where he kind of runs the whole thing. And so I'm really, really impressed with him. The team themselves stayed together, which is awesome. Can you imagine if Gordon Hayward stayed there, by the way? He left. Can you imagine Gordon Hayward on that team? Like how they're already good. I just think they would be on a whole nother level. Yeah, Rudy I, Gobert I did not want him to go. He ends up leaving. Yeah, Whatever. I think. And then first game with the Celtics. Yes. 
So that's the second part of that story. <laughs> Imagine he never leaves and he also never snaps his foot in half. Because uh, he's good. He came back and he's good, but he's not as good as Utah Gordon Hayward. That right, guy was right, right, right. Borderline. He was an all-star for sure, but almost a superstar. He was good. Right. Uh, but I think the Utah Jazz looks so impressive in the series. I still have the Clippers taking it. Um, and if they lose this game, they're down 0-2. That looks really bad. Yeah. Um, but I can't help it. I think the yeah. Clippers. I mean, it's hard not to root it. for the Clippers. I get it. Like, I can't be mad about it. Well, you it's know? hard to root for the Clippers, actually, because they fail epically every year. They, they, they have a terrible track record. Playoff P is my favorite. You mean pandemic P? <laughs> <laughs> pandemic play. He just sucks in the he playoffs. He has been terrible these mm-hmm. last, this last game. Yeah. Um, last few games, actually, he's been pretty yeah. terrible. Uh, but thank God Kawhi's been killing it. Um, I, that Clippers looks like, you know, looks like she- if they win today against the Jazz, it'll be because Paul George killed it. Yeah, that's the only way they win. They should they because shut, it was they such out, a close game. They shut out the top two in this last game. The center's a problem for for Gobert though. Um, yeah, it's it, it'll be a good series. I have I still have the Clippers winning it. For people listening, uh, fight me in the comments if you don't agree with that. I think the Clippers are the deepest team, the best coach team, and have stars. Paul George is not proving me right. He's making me look terrible, but Kawhi Leonard looks amazing. Looks like a stud. And watching Kawhi Leonard makes me enjoy watching defense. You, have you ever uh, – the NBA is about offense. You want to see dunkers, three-point shooters, dribblers. Watching Kawhi Leonard play defense is actually interesting. Not even just like the really intense basketball fan, which I am. Just watching him, the way he plays, mm-hmm. he is so good on defense. Yeah. So good, so smart, so intelligent. He's like Giant a surgeon. Hands. He like dissects. He dissects what's going on. He knows what's going on a play ahead of time on defense. The way that guys like Rondo and Chris Paul can do an offense, mm-hmm. he really knows what he's doing on defense. Mm-hmm. And I love watching him play defense. Yeah. And the fact that he's also elite offensively now, he wasn't always, is amazing. And mm-hmm. I love watching him. Paul George used to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to be honest with themselves. Paul George isn't the same defender he used to be. Mm-hmm. He isn't even the same offensive player he used to be. He used to be a really good drive guy. He still is a little bit, but he's more finesse. He's the, mm-hmm. He used to dunk on dudes. Now he settles for a lot of threes, and he rarely plays defense at a defensive, at a high level. He makes really key defensive plays, so he tricks us, the viewer, into thinking he's still a good defender, but he's not. When you watch Kawhi and Paul George, which you have the luxury of doing every single time they play because they're on the same team, you really get to see how good Kawhi is and how yeah. not good Paul George is. Right. So I just want to point right. that out. That's my little segment on that. Yeah. I really think Paul George isn't quite the defender he used to be and that we're still giving him credit for. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I think, yeah, I think Paul George is. is but I hope he comes through. Everybody's like super team. I don't think it, Clippers are a super team because of Paul George. I think Kawhi Leonard's just that good that he. Unfortunately, he I think you're right. Top, yeah. You know? Yeah. Kawhi is just special. And I just um, hope that. Uh, I hope you're wrong, and I hope Paul George ends up being the star we know he can be. But you're right. As of right now, he doesn't look like a star. Well, at all. with you saying how deep the Clippers were, I'm going to go back and say how deep the Jazz are. They won six man of the year. Yes. The defense of the Clippers, I'm going to go back and say Jazz just Jordan won defensive Clarkson player of the year. Is <laughs> so. not, uh, he's not a six man. I mean, he literally was. He is a he six should, man. He should not be. That guy's so good. Right. Um, they had the but runner they have, up too. They have, they have him there for yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Ingles, yeah. Joe Ingles. There you go. They who have, also should have, not be off. They the have Clarkson there for a reason. He definitely could be a starter, but he's 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 sixth man for a reason. He um he brings energy and we, what is up with these late bloomers like J- Julius Irving or Julius Irving? I keep doing that. Julius Randall for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yep. a guy that they thought was just who he was. De- right, right, right. He right, came right. out of nowhere. Yeah. And we won most improved this year. Right. 
Same thing with Clarkson. He kind of looked like that's just the player he's going to be, and then he looks amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'll give the Jazz credit. I really like their coach, uh, Quinn Schneider, Schneider, right? Yeah. Um, he he, uh, he really knows what he's doing. And I never – I heard him mic'd up for one game. Mm. Did you just see him? He kind of, again – Looks like a douchebag. No, <laughs> you he, can relate. He's, he's a, he, yeah, he looks like me. No, everybody makes fun that he's like a DC villain. He looks he like looks a DC like, villain. He looks like a guy I wouldn't want to hang out with. But yeah. then when he was mic'd up for an episode, um, or for an episode, <laughs> Jesus, for, for a an game. episode of the Jazz versus the Clippers. <laughs> the Jazz. Will the villain win or will the team? <laughs> Starring Quinn Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your money. Pow. And Bang. show me your tits. <laughs> He's a real villain. Or I'm going to break you. I'm going to snap you, mister. I'm going to take your minutes. <laughs> and your mittens. What kind of villain is he? Why is he trying to take our minutes? Time from? out. <laughs> Not time in, fool. I think we just made a stupid episode of Robot Chicken. <laughs> Quinn Schneider is, is uh, he's, he's a really, I saw him on Mic'd Up and he is, uh, he's a good coach. And I, I agree with you. The, the Utah Jazz are slept on. They remind me a lot of that, uh, that uh, Dwayne Wade-led Heat team that ended up winning that year. Obviously, Shaq, Shaq was on that team, yeah. so minus the Shaq part. But just the way Gary Payton was on that team, Jason Williams was on that team, Antoine Walker was on that team. They had like a that's just, crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember. That's they, they were, uh, they were uh, Antoine Walker. I was thinking about this the other day. There's this weird thing. He was one of those rare players that shot the three really well but had a really bad free throw percentage. You mm-hmm. always assume like if you can shoot the three well, you must right. shoot free throws well. He just didn't. And some people are like Luka Doncic. He's like that. People don't know that because that guy's so good. Right. But he has a really poor free throw shooting percentage. Right. And he actually isn't that high on threes either. He just makes difficult threes. Yeah. So when you see the highlights, you're like, this guy's amazing. Like not that he's good at threes, but Giannis is like tortured at the free throw line. Oh, anyway, anyways. Yeah. anyways There's on. some worse ones, but I yeah, he, he's his. bad. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the the Utah Jazz look really good, and I, I, he reminds me of that old. They remind me of that old Heat team, mostly because Donovan Mitchell also reminds me of Dwayne Wade. Mm. But the team in general just reminds me of that team, uh, and they went all the way that year and and uh, won a chip. People forget yeah. that Dwayne Wade won one without LeBron. Right. Um, but I think the Jazz look really good. I just like, I really think at full strength, if Paul George if Paul George shows up in Game One, they win that game. Because they lost by like two or three points, and yeah. Paul George shot like fourteen percent. Well, they locked if him he's down. even average, they win that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they he was trying down. to be average, but they shut him down. Yeah, he's below average. <laughs> so that'll be the extent of my basketball conversation. Yeah, we'll get too I know. Deep into it. But I, I know I'm you're a jazz, jazz fan, fan so, so we had, we had to touch on some jazz stuff. I'm biased, so and I'm a Kings fan. So they, they have a, they have the longest playoff drought, by the way, sixteen years without being in the playoffs. No, but back in the day, like late nineties, early two thousands, the Which Jazz right. and the Kings were like rivals so funny in the story. first round of the playoffs. I swear. And the Lakers, there's some those Western Conference, yeah. which again, Western's always the the, the heavier right. conference. Here, a funny story before we get too deep into sports, which is kind of sports related. Laura always she knows I'm a sports fan. I watch every single playoff game, and I'm into them. And she's always like, "What's uh, lack?" Like, you know, it says L.A. Clippers, L.A.C. What's Lal? I miss the Lakers. Why are they, like, just not L.A.? Well, there's two teams in L.A. Like, I always have to explain everything to her. Like, like, what's the Atlanta Falcons? I'm like, it's the Hawks in basketball, Falcons football. Like, I always have to do that with her. And then she'll ask me again. And I'm sorry if I'm mocking you, sweetie. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. But she knows my favorite team now. 
But then here's how bad it is. She she doesn't. We played the game, you know, like like what's like what color are my eyes? And if you don't know, you don't love me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did one of those one day like years ago, mm. where she was like, "What's my favorite uh, color?" I nailed all of hers. She yeah. got all of mine's epically wrong. She couldn't remember my favorite football team, my favorite basketball team. And here's the worst part: is I told her, "I'm I all play- Titans, Kings. I already know who you're." There you go. There you go. See, can I be, if you even can knew I be one your girlfriend? No, I'm yes, just kidding. I'm totally in. If uh, if you even knew one, I would have been impressed. But at one point I asked Laura, uh, what position did I play in high school for basketball? Uh. And she goes, I know. I'm like, you don't know. She goes, I know. I go, what is it? She goes, front backer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? She's all same at home, right? She's man? all front backer. And I'm like, that's not even a fucking thing. Like that doesn't even make sense. How can you be front and back? Like, doesn't make sense in any sport. Yeah. <laughs> I got all technical. Yeah. Like, you don't even know like what position I played. And like, She's so- all, babe, you tell me that every night you're the front backer. <laughs> I know you're a front back, <laughs> but it was just so funny that she like literally thought that was a position, but to this day I'll make fun of her. I'm like, you don't know shit about me. Yeah. Uh, but she, she has a wonderful job. I'm just making fun of her. Thought, no. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. It was my, my, my lovely sports story with yeah. my girlfriend. <laughs> she's so adorable. <laughs> I'll give Laura tons of credit for this. She's so thoughtful. She, yeah, if she's really not in, which well, she's thoughtful. not into sports at all. She tries she will every year attempt to get me tickets or talk about getting me tickets to either Titans or Kings game. She literally is the best gift giver I could ever ask for. And she's really thoughtful and she'll really get to the bottom of something without you even figuring out that that's what she's doing, mm. which shows genuine interest. Right. Regardless if she's actually interested in my team and what they do and stuff. So I'll give her a hundred percent credit for that. She always nails that. Yeah. She's a good gift giver. No. Yeah. No, she's, she's definitely very thoughtful. I'm with you on that. Actually, I have a keychain. What's the keychain? We gave you a keychain. Yeah, and I carried around with me everywhere. And it's it's Laura, for sure. That got it because it's a quote. All right, I'm sure I had a part in this. Not all who wanders are lost. Yeah, Laura for sure picked this up. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind of newly after me and my sister moved into our own apartment. That's such a hippie ass statement. It, it is, but you know, I, I love, I love it. And it's something kind of cool to live off. I of, love like, little statements like that, that make you feel something, but I hate the idea of them. Right. Like the, like what, what is saying that goes with you and about 3 million other people or like just some basic special, thing. Special like those who are found can never be lost. Like, <laughs> that's not true. Found people get lost all the goddamn time. Have you heard amazing grace? I'm trying to think. Of, I couldn't, think, <laughs> I couldn't think of what on the spot, but like, you know, those stupid sayings are like, uh, teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. <laughs> and sometimes you don't even know it, but like fish a man in his lifetime will eat a fish. <laughs> you're like, that's not even the saying, but I get like what you're going for there. Yeah. But I hate those sayings. Cause it's like, I, I get what they mean, but like, can't you come up with like, just some, so general, huh? Just so like general, cliche. To be, yeah. Very cliche. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, I get it. Um, my favorite and by favorite, I mean, I hate them are, <laughs> are the, the memes online where they, uh, they put like, uh, what are, what are the other ones? Like, you can't be the king of your queen until you learn to be a peasant for your mistress's husband without the... Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like... Okay. And then at the end, they put, like, a picture of fucking Drake or, like, like someone who talks <laughs> sexual, like, The weekend. And I'm like, they never said that, and that fucking line is stupid. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But they'll meme it out, like, right. if that's some famous saying. They used to do it with... uh. One of those rappers a lot. Oh God. Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates was always on some meme, like some like, but not even a meme, like a cool saying. And it was mm-hmm. Kevin Gates. I'm like, that guy's never said any of this stuff. Yeah. 
And so, I'm talking hip hop, and I know you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I saw Gates. I'm like, cool, I'm Kevin all Gates. Bill, Bill, is, that like, is that Bill Gates? Son like when you drive or? into the arena, like, are you here for Gate A or B? I'm here for Kevin Gates. I'm here where's for that? Is, where's Kevin's? Head down to Kevin's Kevin Gates. Gate? You take a left. That's where you'll park. Um, <laughs> I'm here at the Gates. Where's Kevin? <laughs> where is he? Where is he? Sorry. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Gates. a rapper guy. I w- I'm not even going to try yeah, to like begin like, to tell you. I know. That. Well, the thing is, is, you know, with the, the music and stuff I listen to, 99% of the people are like, uh, what do you listen to? Give me a genre. Don't start listening. <laughs> okay. Off, like, I'll, I'll give you a general genre. I think general genre, a general genre, general Tosa. I, I, no, like, to, general genre. I, I like to listen to vocalists. So I'll go from the Michael Buble, which people know. Um, I'm really into like Rat Pack stuff. Um, so people do know that Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, who else? Sam, there's four. Sammy Davis right? or three. I think there's four. I'm all, there's Rat, I'm all Rat Pack. I'm all check me out. I don't Rat know. Pack. I know. I, just, I know none of their names. <laughs> so, I know logic. I know Sammy. Raps. He always, he calls his group the Rat Rat Pack, but I know the original Rat Pack is like Frank Sinatra. I only know that because of Jerry, Family Guy. Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, smashing them keys. Not is, part of, not part of the Rat Pack. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're, so you like old um, school music. Yeah. I, so I like old school. So I'm, I'm a dig vocalist. Um, so then we'll move to today's, I'm, I'm, I like panic at the disco type stuff. Haven't you people ever heard of, is that guy? Yeah. Closing the fucking door. God what? damn it. God damn it. Sarah, are you God serious? This door again. They should just stop that song in the middle. <laughs> Seriously with the fucking door. Are you? And then just I the said, door. close the goddamn door now. And then it, boom, this is the third it, time I've said it this song. That's how the song ends. <laughs> yeah. Seriously with the door. Fuck. Man, that guy's vocal range is ridiculous. I re is he I know good? Be, I know people are like, eh, like he's like punk, like, eh, like he is punk, like rock. And you I'm sound like, just I'm like, like people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I sound like people right now, but I'm like, I, I appreciate vocalists okay. and this dude's range is out of this world for one. And, and he's, he just, he knows how to, he knows how to sing. He knows so how give to me a good voice. one because I, again, going back to what we're talking about earlier, I actually take interest. I, I don't think he's a good vocalist, but only because I know that one song. Okay, so I'm probably not hearing his best stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So give me, uh, give me one that I would, I, I could look up, or song. anyone listening, give me, give me in the mic though. I know one. Go. I know, I know, I know. I was just turning around because I was trying to think. Um, let me see here. Um, can I look at my phone real quick? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Look at your phone, and while you're looking at your phone, because what what I, I like his his musicianship is that he'll he'll throw in some. He does a lot of minor stuff, and he does stuff that that isn't kind of well. A lot of times, artists. You don't, have you ever been told about an artist, heard a song and be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. But it's only because they gave you the wrong song. And so like the song type matters. And so I always tell like, because of my type of music, if someone's telling me about an artist that I might like, Mm. I always tell them to give me their most lyrical song, not their most popular, especially with rappers. Yeah. Like Kendrick Lamar. Like I love Kendrick Lamar, but he has some more poppy stuff Mm -hmm. that I probably wouldn't click to if that was the first Kendrick Lamar song Mm. I heard. But had I heard- Right, 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 right. Something more like, deep and underground. Yeah. Then I can, after that, I can hear his I'm mainstream the, stuff I'm, and I like it. I think that's how we are as humans though, generally. Yeah. I think, I think we hear something and, and, oh, I don't judge nothing. No, I think we all kind of judge, you know what I mean? I think Our right whole the, job is literally judging people. Right. I've had a bit about this on the, on the podcast, like yeah. the whole, only God can judge me. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. We're all judging you and we're all trying to, like, it may be wrong, but like you're getting judged at all times by all people. Right. So that definitely belongs to music. So give me one. You so, so, so one that I think, um, one that really, it was years ago and my buddy, it, it's funny. Cause I like, he's, he's into like all, he'll listen to anything, but it's a song called, do you know what I'm seeing by panic at the disco? 
And is it Panic has, at the Disco the band? Or is it's it, the band. Brandon Yuri. Okay. But Brandon one Uri, singer, is it, it? Yes, Brandon Yuri okay. is, is the vocalist. But Panic at the Disco is a band. Um, do you know what I'm saying? And I think what really hit me hard, I was, I was a music major at the time and, and I just thought, you know, that he was taking the, you know, the minor approach to the song kind of hitting you in the feels, having those darker tones was super cool. You know what I mean? And so, um, his best vocal performance, no, but musicality I think is really cool. Um, but I think that's what goes along with him is I think his musicality is kind of, it's just sets him apart from, from other people, but I'll check it out. Yeah. Because I like to hear stuff that I'm like, especially when I'm already not expecting them to be good, right? Because I hated that song, yeah. the closing the goddamn right. Door. It's over. It was over. I hate overplayed songs. I hate overplayed songs. And you know, Panic this year they were so popular. Has so many overplayed They're songs. They're popular this year. And though, well, yeah, like 20, 2019, 2020. Okay. And those songs were like my least favorite. They had a couple albums come out over the past three years or so. And I mean, I think they're great, but they're overplayed songs. I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, and it's it's some of their stuff that's not so yeah. popular that I really dig. I don't like, no one likes the song that's overplayed because you hear it a bunch, but there's some of them that's just classics, man. You know which one came on recently that I forgot how good it was? And it's not even a classic in the sense that it's old, but it had like a really high peak and kind of went away. And every time I hear this song, I'm just, I, I'm reminded of how awesome it is. And I guarantee you if I played it right now, you would feel the same way or most people would. It's Swimming Pools. And that, that, that uh, Kendrick Lamar song, that pull up, drink, headshot, drink. Yeah. Pass out, drink, mm-hmm. wake up, drink, fade it, whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't grew up, like, just the way he kills it, right? When that song came out, it was so mainstream, which I was a huge Kendrick Lamar fan before that song came out. So I was, when it came out, I'm like, ah, oh, such a mainstreamy hook. But then his verse was so good. I remember liking it, and then it became this huge song. Mm-hmm. But it just makes you feel something. Kendrick Lamar is one of those guys that found a way to marry the idea of mainstream music with authentic real hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Not a lot of people do that. And yeah. as someone who's still relevant, I'm really appreciative of Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. There's a couple J Cole. I can name a few, I can name a bunch, but that song, I forgot how good it was because that was such a huge club song. And most people listening to the song that dance to it, like pull up drink, most people that party to it. They don't even realize what he's talking about. If you really listen to that song, it's not that much about drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but it, that's how clever he is. He came up with this song that could be both. Right. Right. And right. Right. It, it recently it came on the radio and it, uh, and that's, he's had tons of other hits since then. Mm-hmm. And it came on and same thing. I'm like, Oh God, this song. And I just remembered how good it was. And I was like, God, this song is just so good and powerful right. and lyrical and you can party to it or you can chill to it. And I'm, I'll always appreciate that guy. I'm going to have to go back to, to, to swimming pools. Yeah, it's a good one. I used to I'm listen. I'm trying to think of the chorus. Here's how much of a, uh, that was the chorus. Oh, that was? Yeah. Is there, um, is there no, is there no, we like, can play a bit of it. Is there no, no singer in the background of it at all? No. Is it just him like the a, whole time? So, I yeah. mean, I know what song you're talking um, about, but there's I, like I feel a, like a, there's, there's an effect on his voice. Okay. Um, he has a little bit of an effect, but it's, uh, he, so he was, I remember listening to Kendrick Lamar prior to that, before he got signed. Cause he signed, he's TDE, but he signed, he's actually an Eminem's label. He signed to aftermath mm-hmm. uh, and shady records. Um, but he was on a song with tech nine that like was really good. Um, and this girl actually showed me him. And then two, three years later is whenever he kind of got a little bit famous. And he had a song called, uh, um, what was it called? Section 80 high power. It was called high power. And it was like a, it was way before swimming pools yeah. and it, it got really, um, like famous. And then when he came out with swimming pools, it was like his coming out party for sure. 
where he, um, like, I think that was the first time the mainstream, like music listeners got to really like hear him. And it's, what's cool is like, we rarely see that right now. It's like a lot of like, like uh, mainstream people that just do like party songs. Yeah. But I think he did a good job of finding how to like marry the two ideas together. Mm. So you get, tell me if you, I'll, I'll gotta, you gotta love the, the innovation. You know, it's funny is I even remember the music video. I don't think I've ever seen the music video. Is that like, do you see how like it gives you this feeling? Yeah. You're even on key? No. <laughs> yeah. I was good. Yeah. Baby. I love how like Mickey's breaking on the freaking. I don't know why he's chilling in that broke down house. Like, I'm sure he's balling it out. This was when he wasn't, though. <laughs> this is like his Yo, first dude, this big is song. His house. Yeah. He still lives there, man. No furniture. Yeah. And he just breaks bottles on his house. And the record on repeat. Took a sip and another sip. Then somebody said to me, Kendrick, why are you babysitting only two or three shots? Just the way it hits, man. My favorite's when he like holds his head and swings it around. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> The way it just drops. Yeah, it goes that. Yeah. 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 We'll stop it so we didn't copyright. No, I'm digging. Yeah, right. Gonna get canceled. Wake up. YouTube will pull me off. I don't get all. I don't get all that. Like, I don't. I don't don't get all the copyright stuff. It doesn't make sense. It'll. It'll. I'll get flagged. I'll probably have to cut most of that out. Um, I get it. This guy's trying to make money. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's not like, it's not like you're trying to show a song to a million people. Have it for free. Thanks, man. You're making fun of my listeners. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm you're saying you're not playing this whole. Like you're not playing this whole song well, for people to download. People. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's gonna be more. It's gonna be at least seven, right? <laughs> like, calm down with the fire. Right? We're we were making fun of Macaulay Culkin on one of the episodes, me uh, and Stefan. And I'm like, sorry, Macaulay, if you're like one of our 50 listeners, because we're like kind of hitting on Mila Kunis. Oh, like, talking about wait, it. Wait, what's going on? Don't tell they me. They dated for a long time. Oh, yeah. okay. And she's, that was the point that whatever the conversation was, we were pretty much like guys have a chance with any girl. And then we were being like, well, Macaulay Coke and God with Mila Kunis. And so that's yeah. a, a point. Yeah. And then we apologized to him just in case he's one of our 50 listeners. Yeah. My, and actually way more than 50 now, but at the time it was pretty low. My girlfriend got, oh, uh, girlfriend's um, Mila Kunis. She got a Mila Kunis compliment at a restaurant. One time. What does that even mean? Um, our like server, she, you look like our server, but it was a girl. Yeah. She's like, she's like, <laughs> She's like, you know that girl from that '70s show? She's like, you look just like her. And it's funny is because like, there's a moment. She's famous for so much more stuff, though, right? No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, girl, how old are you? No, but uh, <laughs> no. There, there's um one of my absolute favorite movies, and I put it in the nine for personal reasons, not for every, not for the crowd, but for mm-hmm. me, is um forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love that movie. I love like I can watch that movie on. Re- I don't care like. It usually is on repeat, by the way. If you have cable, if you go to any hotel, <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall's always on. Dude, it's it's funny. Like it has a good storyline. Like I'm a movie you guy. Feel the, you feel the pain. You feel the happiness. You, it's like, anyways. But um, there's there's scenes in that movie. And you know, it's funny. Is is um, 
the scenes where Mila Kunis is kind of serious and like not so happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it reminds me of my girlfriend. I'm like, hey. she's not. I'm like, like hey, I've angry. seen that face before. And then Girl, she, I fucking no, she like almost never gets angry. Like, she's not like an angry person. No, like, I would never put her in that category. Ever. But people get angry. Yeah, you're not an angry person. Yeah. I bet you get mad. No, yeah, like I'll yeah I'll break stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all this glass. This glass right here is going through the wall. Right when I said that, you just Five. smashed that over Four. bed. <laughs> People that see me, they would probably see a happy go lucky person. And I genuinely and generally am that person. But look, I, I have, I have, I, I get sad, mad. I get all the things. I get frustrated. I have anxiety, but it's like, uh, that's kind of funny that you mentioned the face. Cause it's like you, you picture characteristics in movies. Right. And like some, you ever, you ever see a character in a movie? Like they remind me of someone. I can't figure it out. Yeah. And sometimes you do figure it out, yes. but sometimes you don't. I, I'm convinced that it's just like a characteristic and not the person. Right. I can see. Yeah. Like the who, way someone your, smiles. Who's your doppelganger? Everyone always said I look like Matthew Lillard. Okay. Do you know who that is? Yeah. I, I got maybe not so much with my beard. Uh-huh. Like when I was younger, I used to get Matthew Lillard, Lillard okay. a lot. No, that makes sense. I could definitely see that. So I totally, I could shave off and just have the chin and uh, take Zoe or like paint her brown and I could be shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> I could totally pull like Scoob. Zoinks. We got to get out of here. We got to get some food. <laughs> if it wasn't for him and his pesky dog, <laughs> this party would have never been popped. <laughs> I'm just trying to find some ghost Scoob. Hey, Steve, I heard you threw a party. Yes. And we would have got away with it too. <laughs> if it wasn't for Will and his pesky dog. <laughs> Dude, you do. You do. Dude, it's there. <laughs> Zoinks. I used to get Matthew Lillard a lot. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Who would be yours? Um, you know, it's funny and I don't see it, but I've got it from random people. I'll I got it from judge. one of my, I got it from one. Of, I mean, I've had, I have quite a few. Okay. Give me from one. One of my teachers. Um, and it was like some, some random lady. She came up to me after like one of my teachers no, one, in college and oh, like two separate people. And you know, is this like, I thought it was your teacher. And she's like, I brought this random lady to our no, class. No, 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 no. It was two, <laughs> it's two totally separate occasions. But I got I got Elvis Presley, and I don't know See, if it's the know. big forehead. I don't know Elvis. I don't like know I know him, like, but I don't. I don't know if it's the big forehead, or if it's the way I shake my. Maybe hips. it's the way you love cocaine. Maybe it's the way I love cocaine. I shouldn't joke about that. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm like yeah. I've never done it. I was gonna say I don't think you've ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> bad like, Elvis joke. Yeah. Bad Elvis joke. Um, I've gotten this one. I don't really understand, but I've gotten it a lot. Okay, is like a younger like Hugh Grant. They don't know these. He's people. like an all. And Ewan McGregor. I could see Ewan a little bit. But um, Hugh Grant, he's like an English actor. And I'm like, he's old now. I know now. the name. He's old now, and I don't see it. But I'm like, all these guys have in common are big foreheads, and I guess that's me. <laughs> is that, you don't have a, well, as you're talking to a bald guy. I literally have a <laughs> never-ending forehead. <laughs> you're on my forehead ends in my butt crack. <laughs> oh, I can kind of see the Hugh Grant. Yeah. What, why do I know this guy? Longer faces. Well, obviously younger. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know. I hear a bunch of people. Yeah, I can see some hue. I can see some hue in you. I think you. in my chubbier days, I was getting, uh, I was getting, uh, the guy from, uh, prank. What's that? What's those four dudes that do the, all the pranks with each other? Uh, uh, practical jokers. Yes, yeah, and practical jokers. Which one? The one with like kind of like the beard, like kind of like Sal. Yeah, kind of chubby. <laughs> no, I don't think no. it was like Sal. Dude, one of my no. one of my buddies in the navy. Like I was kind of towards the end, you. and I was getting yeah. Just, he's like, a terrible <laughs> seaman. He's a terrible. He's seaman. a terrible seaman. We were all seamen, right? I was, I was a seaman twice. <laughs> we're all seamen. It's like a bumper sticker. Yeah, we're a, all seamen. I was a seaman 
31 years ago. And Nick Swartzen used to have a, you know, the comedian, he used to have a yeah. stand-up bit about I love that, Nick Swartzen. About the, the Olympic people. Uh. He's like, they always say some weird ass saying like, he was the only seaman when he first did shot put. <laughs> <laughs> He, he did like a skit about it back in the day. I'll never forget it. <laughs> he was only negative three when he shot his first javelin. <laughs> but why? You know what I mean? I think that's, I, that's why he like resonates with me. <laughs> oh, man. I love uh, I love the random sports facts. You ever watch sports that are like involved children, like the World Little League World Series or like some or bowling, like PGA does like a bowling one with kids. Uh-huh. And the facts. I've talked about this on, a, on an old, old podcast. But the facts they put up. So my little brother plays baseball. He uh, he plays college baseball. He was playing for Pima in Arizona. He actually just got a uh, he he's made the team here at NMSU. So he can play baseball for NMSU mm. um, as a freshman. That's pretty cool. Um, either way, um, he was um, what was the point of the story? God damn it! I lost my whole thought. Oh, hold on, Let's rewind. We're talking about there you go. I like your Um, sports and random facts. Oh, so he played, he played baseball growing up pretty much. So when he was younger, he made, uh, they were playing on ESPN. Like they covered the little league world series and he was playing, he was I think in Galveston. Um, sorry for, obviously I don't normally watch children play sports on TV, mm. but I was like, I got to watch my little brother Debatable. play. He was yeah. representing New Mexico mm. and he, they put out a whole story. He was killing it pitching. And, uh, so I was like, I'm going to watch him and I'll never forget the facts. I don't know if they normally do this, but they definitely did on ESPN. So it'd be like little Kevin, like what I'm just making up a name Like Kevin's up for bat. And then like Kevin is batting 118 or whatever that. Yeah. 118. He's only 12 years old and he really hates pizza. Like it was just like, it was like next. You ever watch next on like yeah. MTV where the third fact is always off the wall. Yes. And so Actually, like, most of the facts are always off the yeah. wall. And so we were watching one and it was like, loves making out with chicks. all of them are like Steve. He loves the Muppets and he hasn't seen his father since he was four. And I was like, and they got like brutal, like each batter. Like, this is Karen's son. He's a nerd and he's not passing social studies. And it was like all these facts. And I was like, God <laughs> damn ESPN. You're really fucking with these kids right now. They were just like going off on them. But like, and the facts got worse. Yeah. And it was like, all I remember was a legit stat followed by a whatever stat followed by a, what the fuck is this doing on ESPN? Yeah, stat? Yeah. And that's how they all were. Dang. I thought you were going somewhere completely different. At first I thought you were going to throw like the whole like NFL stats. Like, Oh, the only player to play 412 games with, that's, 16% that's completion. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's I'm the like, only I'm one like, to oh, blink God. twice on a Thursday yeah. in three seasons. Yeah, ever exactly. since James Naismith invented this award 13 years ago, it like they always say, yeah. like, what is going on? Oh my God, I hate these stats. Like, the, some of those just stats. Tell me who's had more touchdowns. But the Little League World Series stats, well, you'll, you'll just yeah. watch your first I know stats. exactly what yeah. you And I, I love when they introduce, they, they introduce the kids, like, hi, I'm I'm Tony from such and such, and I'm from Pittsburgh. I can blow I the like biggest bubblegum bubble. <laughs> I like snow cones, pizza, and I hate charisma. What? And, and girls are yucky. And they're gross. And they have cooties. And I love Miss Watson. Miss Watson's my favorite teacher. And she always tells me I hug hard, but I hug great. I'm the best hugger I have met. And Steve's stupid. And Christina, you're my best friend. That's how they, still, they never breathe in between. Like, chill the fuck out, kid. You need to breathe. <laughs> like when you know when kids drink out of the water fountain, like, <laughs> they like forgot to breathe. You're like, what are you stupid? You're going to die. You need oxygen. You need oxygen, bro. <laughs> you try to get water, you need oxygen. I feel like we just went off in these kids. No, it's like, 
dude, kids are easy. I mean, I have kids, so I'm allowed to, but like, uh, I mean, dude, like my, my freaking youngest, like I'm trying to teach him how to swim and, and, uh, in his floaties, I, you know, he always wants me to throw him in the water and I'll throw him in the water. So he's under the water for like half a second. Cause he has a floaty and it brings him right back up to the top. Yeah. But he comes up and he's all, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all, you know, you're going underwater. Like, like hold your breath. Like, we've been doing this all summer long. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. The only time when it's okay to forget to breathe when you're like, Eight. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, it's like choking. Like I, thought I was, was drinking. I, I got to do both. Up. I know, but I'm like, anyways. We uh, we have to. We're gonna have to wrap this up, man. I feel like we could go on yeah, for like four can, hours. Keep going on. Uh, but I appreciate you coming, man. We had some crazy ass conversations. We'll see how this comes out. How do you think you did? Yeah. No, I had fun. Um, would you come on again? Yeah, we definitely got to do this again. And okay. um, and uh, like I said, like meeting new people met the cameras today maybe next time i'll be a little, yeah, a little there'll crazier. be some mean some, comments some clothes will be coming off and i mean we we need some mean comments we need to some test mean, some i'm te- just such a nice person though. i know but <laughs> I can't people be commenting and watching oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh if they give me they will give me if they made it to the end they, like they deserve so. to know this challenge give me the give let's i need you guys to to uh I need you guys to roast Tommy roast, in the yeah, comments. Yeah, roast me. Seriously. Roast Tommy. Say the meanest things that you can think of. Seriously. But I, only if they're also funny. Not If you're just rude, then. But if they're mean too, that's fine. My feelings do get hurt, but I, I'll I'll recover. Yeah. Like, it'll be fine. Roast him. I roast him. Like, I'll be sad, but I'll recover. Right. My brother, Tommy Davis. Appreciate you, Dude, brother. That's so much fun. Thank you for having me. We are out.